Hey guys, welcome to the first Cultured Boys discussion. I'm Pepe and I'm joined by Nathan to discuss our top five gaming franchises of all time. Uh, we should probably explain to anyone who decides to find our show, uh, good or bad, welcome all again. Uh, we're not entirely sure what this show is, but we're just two guys who want to chat and we chat a lot about being cultured. <laughs> we, we like video games we like anime we like manga we just kind of want to talk uh and if you're down for that thanks for listening and maybe give us a like a subscribe maybe don't i either way we're not bothered i guess um that out of the way let's let's jump into it top five gaming franchises uh first of all i may have cheated a little bit okay <laughs> i don't exactly i've got five right but uh-huh. one of them is sort of interchangeable because i've gone i wanted to have something from a specific genre and i really 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 wanted to include something from it but i've got several games under that genre that i really like so i haven't i couldn't really pick like one so i guess on my list i have that as number four i don't actually have this properly thought out i i really like these franchises but i guess the order can change a little bit so i guess i'll just start with that this caveat i guess yeah Yeah, that's fair there's no like particular rules to it really we're just talking about what like we like best like let's just go crazy (laughs) so for i guess number five yeah let's go number five is is a racing franchise for me. Like I love I love racing games, you know this. But it was really hard to pick like the one franchise because they all do different things, but I all like them. Like I like them all the same. It's really hard cuz like originally I just put Need for Speed cuz you know I've played that a lot, especially mm. the latest one. Uh Heat Need for Speed Heat I played a lot. Need for Speed is a, a franchise I've played a lot of over the years. But it's like a real casual game, you know? Like, that's why I get all, like... I get I have fun because it's, like, street racing. Yeah. But then at the same time, for racing games, I really like the Forza Horizon franchise. Ooh. Yeah, that's a good one. Yeah, I love Forza. Exactly. Like, And I'm not even talking normal motorsport. Like, Horizon itself is what I wait for every time. Like when yeah. they they ever since the first one I've been down I've bought every single one, but this is what also makes it hard. Here's here's the kicker, yeah. There's mm. actually a third one for this slot, and it's Outrun, and it's a dead franchise. Ooh, okay. But it's you know you know you know we get into this, and we're probably <laughs> gonna get into it again, right? But Outrun, mm. I I would be remiss, right? I would really be dropping the ball if i was talking about racing franchises i really like and i didn't say outrun Mm. now you understand my problem they all do different things and yet i can't pick one you can't pick one okay here's one for you nathan uh it's quite interesting you've said outrun for your number five because it is my number five as well oh (laughs) come on okay okay here we go here we go (laughs) 
<laughs> so like outrun like that's i had the same dilemma as you i'm not i don't really um i haven't really played as many need for speed games as you i've only played um right right the latest one was i can't even remember the name of it that's how need much for speed of a need for speed fan i am <laughs> i can't remember what game i literally <laughs> i mentioned it a couple minutes ago that's fine that's fine don't right. to me, whatever um oh, hold on. let me let me think i just said it again heat <laughs> Heat. Yeah, it's just been heat. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, I even gave you the answer as I was lampooning you. I'm still about trying to the think answer. of it. I'm oh still trying to think no, heat. Okay, cool. So the only need for ski uh, need for ski. <laughs> the only need You're for coming ski up with new racing franchises. But uh no. Uh as I said, I haven't really played many need for speed games. And if anything, in terms of racing games, I've only really played a handful like uh project cars I've played. Uh, um yeah i know that game i just couldn't get on board with so I think, um i think i played the first and second one because they were like free on something i think the first one i played on xbox one because it was like the games for gold like yeah. the free game at one point i did not enjoy that i just couldn't get into it but um yeah like in terms of racing games like, i haven't played that many but outrun has stood out the most to me just because of all like everything about it, like the aesthetics of it, like the the music. I know for a fact that you and me both absolutely adore the music in Outrun. Oh mate, I love a bit of Splash Wave. Don't oh, Splash. Wave. See, like Splash Wave is like one of my favorites. But what? Okay, like, here's my favorite though. It's uh, Night Flight. Oh okay. Like, Okay. Like it's it's a weird one. Like I think Splash Wave is the iconic one. That's the one that everyone goes to. It's your default I mean, one. That's the it's... default song. And on, honestly, I will die listening to that song. I've almost been in trouble so many times in real life from having that song on in the car. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've uh, I've been in the car. If you know, <laughs> I've been there when Splash. Wave I forget, was mate. I forget. Like especially yeah. if you're playing that Splash Wave Euro mix. Like the Ooh. one they have from uh, Outrun Two, oh my god! Like I don't Out think I've actually had that even, one. I'm not I'm even sure if it's. Gonna... I don't even remember if it's actually two or if it's from uh, Outrun Two Thousand Six Coast to Coast. Mm. But there's a there's like a Euro mix. I guess it's supposed to be almost like a Eurobeat ish remix. But that one, dude, I think one time it came on in the car and I genuinely forgot whatever speed limit it was i was probably going like twice as fast as i was supposed to when we're we talking just... like euro mixes here are we like saying like initial v kind of like euro mixes again it it's still splash wave right but mm. in the game they just call it euro mix and it's okay. a little it's a it's got more i guess it is supposed to sort of be almost euro beat ish because they mm. there is more like beats per minute or whatever like it's faster and it's it's just more splash wave <laughs> like why would i not like that yeah but um i think like the thing is with outrun is that i never actually played it that much until maybe about 10 years ago uh when like, we just uh i think it was me you and a couple other guys we decided to go um, to arcade in london oh mate and like i yeah. think that's where my love for outrun stemmed from because in the arcade i just jumped into this machine and i was like bloody hell this game is fantastic like uh, i think it was like it was um heart attack mode you know where you have to like do like all the drifts and whatever like avoid the cars and like impress the girl yeah um like and i was like damn this is good like obviously you have to pay a quid every time you want to play as well 
pretty sure like I spend five quid. If you're lucky and you've got enough people and the machines are free and you've got that four player connect as well, like four player mm. outrun is oh. Mate, I, I can like get on board with that. That sounds or, so good. Or if you've you know, you've got a pristine machine because outrun machines get destroyed. They get wrecked. Like, do you remember that one time we went to an arcade and we were playing it? There was only two of them, but the brakes were stuck on one of the machines. So we would just, like, one person would lose constantly just because they couldn't go as fast as the other person. And I think one time I played a machine where the steering wheel was kind of busted. So you'd have to, you would have to go to full lock just to do any random turn. Like, and that was for any turn. There was no degrees of turn. You just had to turn. <laughs> so to keep going. <laughs> it's like playing a racing game on PC where you've just got the keyboard and there's no like analog system. You know, like you can't lightly push the button and it's like, oh, I'll, t- I'll turn. I'll, I'll bear to the left. It's just like, not left. Smash into a wall. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's worse though when the brake ain't working as well. Because like, the thing is about Outrun is that what makes it so good is when you get that drift on, like when you get that perfect. Oh, but you can't because the brake is fucked. You can't hit the brake. <laughs> it's the whole drift system has gone out. That's gone, man. Yeah. <laughs> the main point of the game where you get those perfect drifts is just like you might as well just like you might as well just give up. You might as well, like you go get to like the fir- um the third stage, and you might as well just be like, okay, cool, I'm done. That's if you can get to the third stage. Yeah, it depends if you go for the easy route. <laughs> yeah true and it, i guess it depends on the person you're playing with like because mm. if they're good they can drag your ass all the way through mm. you know like so. you might struggle but they could probably get most of the way through i think we did we were pretty decent so like our group of friends and us when we mm. were playing on that machine with the the stuck brakes i think we did manage to finish many a time it's just literally the other person with the working machine had to <laughs> had to carry us the whole way essentially oh man it's good times man and what you mentioned before the fact that it's a dead franchise the thing that makes me like the saddest about this Uh, is that both of us absolutely love this game and it's more than likely that we'll never see another version of it again it's probably because it's an arcade title Mm -hmm. so as far as sega's concerned there's almost it, it probably doesn't seem like it's got enough evolution mm. also because it uses ferrari license like i don't think sega can afford that anymore no <laughs> which is sad because you know sega also own atlas so and that's the persona franchise and that will come up later <laughs> but don't you don't you dare mess up sega i need more persona in my life okay <laughs> but again i'm completely with you on that i mm. wish there was more outruns there's loads of like uh, indie games that have come out that sort of try to fill that space, mm. but they all try to do things like their own way. Yeah, I guess they want to add like a spin to it. So what what was it? There was one that came out real like last year, and it it made quite a big splash. Like everybody was on it because it it also had that like retro game look. Like it was really polygonal. It it almost looked like PS1 graphics, but it was obviously like higher res, but it still was sort of polygonal and stuff. And it had that outrun feel, except the point was to win the race. So it wasn't like you were driving through a whole bunch of settings and it was like, 
A, B, C, D, and you know, you got to an ending and you tried to drift and do your best until you got to the end. It was literally like it sort of had outrun vibes, but it was a proper racing game. And then there was other ones that came out that's tried to do the whole like here is a single stage and you try to drift and do whatever you can at the corners. Again, it's like these games came out and they had outrun vibes, but nobody's really done outrun. Like it's not outrun the way that we know it. You know, you start at the beginning and you work your way through and you've got different stages. It forks, you know, you've got the easy stage, the hard stage you can get to what, it's something like what eight endings or something eight different ending stages or some something like is that it, is it five i can't remember which one it is is, is outrun two there's two versions of it am i correct yeah because there's outrun two and then there's two sp yeah and i remember i had the uh psp version of that oh, and there was a mode where you can actually 2006 coast to coast was the last outrun we ever had yeah god and i i still have my ps2 copy and there are so many days i want to plug my ps2 in and play that for no just no reason besides want it i want it mm. i just want to i mean i think the actual last one we ever had was the xbox live arcade uh outrun online which yeah. we played a lot of like together and mm. with our friends like we there were i think we went months playing that just all the time just all mm. the time it's just like a free like it's, it's one of those ones where you just like, hey we've got nothing else to do you just want to chat and play outrun and it would just be there and it was just like it was good man it was good times exactly and now all i've got are memories and the soundtrack of which <laughs> i can't listen to anymore because it just gets depressing because i remember i can't play more outrun <laughs> <laughs> i mean the like the late weirdly enough the latest outrun that we have had is the original one that they brought back. Oh yeah, but that's not the same. It really doesn't feel the same. That's not the same original out outrun. I feel like it it depends on when you first played it cuz like I feel like each generation is defined by a different outrun like the people who had the original outrun. That's what they consider is outrun, but like for us we grew up with outrun 2 being the definitive arcade machine. The one like especially if you got enough money and you know like sometimes they had those fancy ones that had the ferrari body and then like you pay two pounds and it like moves and stuff you know like it mm. oh god yeah I've, 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 i haven't actually tried that one the um the one where it moves around and i stuff. i have actually played that one and it's it's cool but it also kind of sucks because if you've got enough money and two people there's two steering wheels in it and you think it's a connect game uh... no it's not what happens is you drive to uh a like checkpoint and then it's like player two take over right now and you're like what excuse me no oh, man I, I don't i don't like the idea of that i like that just being like the one person exactly, I, I, exactly. Like, hand, hand the control over to someone just doesn't feel <clears throat> right to me yeah and that's the only problem with that one i need to be responsible for my own actions <laughs> yeah isn't it? i want to be drifted around my corner with my virtual woman not <laughs> <laughs> some greasy grasses nerd is right, right next to me <laughs> yeah yeah <laughs> nice one okay cool that's uh, i think that's uh that's great we're on the same page there then nathan well, right. yeah. well you gave us three examples anyway <laughs> but like i said that one 
I, I was actually hoping like through our discussion I would pick which one takes the slot and I I mm. didn't get any closer. I do have a lot of passion for Outrun though. I'm not I'm not denying that, but it still isn't enough to be like yes, Outrun <laughs> is number five. <laughs> okay, so okay, just as a quick quick question for you then. Right, okay. so out of those three games, if you had to get rid of one out of those three, you had to just erase one from history. Ooh. What would you go for? Like you can Ooh. keep the other two. I, I, I still can't pick. I actually can't. It's like um, choosing between your children. It literally is. Uh, unfortunately, in this scenario i think i'd have to pick outrun because there's just no way to play it <laughs> i love that we've spent the last 10 minutes going on that outrun's so cool yeah. that was so cool which one you get rid of outrun i know i know i know but literally <laughs> like if you if you think about it yeah need for speed okay it doesn't come out regularly and it's not always the best but need for speed i could turn on my ps4 right now and play that Forza Horizon, mm. I could turn on an Xbox and play that right now. I mean, yeah. I'd have to go and get it and plug it in, but I could still play that right now. Outrun, mm. how am I playing that? It's true. Yeah, you got to go to like, so you got to go for some retro lengths to get on exactly. Or I, I need to do some next whatever to get it to run. And in that sense, it would have to be Outrun. It pains me to say it, but the logic is flawless. Like, yeah, I, I don't know how else. Do you know what I mean? Like, yeah. I don't know how else to do it. I get that, man. That's, I understand that. It's a very logical decision. It's a heartbreaking one, but I understand it. Is. It. it is, especially because that means I'm killing Splash Wave. Yeah, you erase <laughs> Outrun, you erase Splash Wave. That's gone from history like, now. I also feel like I, if I erase Outrun, I erase a large portion of my own history. <laughs> it's just a blank. <laughs> it is. I spent a lot of time playing that. Arcade mm. and otherwise. Uh, moving on. What is your number four? Okay, so I had to think long and hard about this one. And okay. um, it's, a, it's a game from my childhood. I've been playing it since uh, the, the early 90s or okay. mid 90s. Uh, I've, gone, I've gone for Pokemon. Yeah. Okay, so I have, I have also gone number four, Pokemon. Wow, okay. This is like slowly for... turning into an episode of Mr. and Mrs. <laughs> <laughs> okay, right. For exactly what you said, been playing it since it came out and mm. i'm still playing it and i know you're still playing it because we've mm. done the uh what's it the uh dynamax raids together yeah. and with some other our mates i don't know how this doesn't make our list in any capacity it's like a staple of gaming history at this point not even just because of like yeah obviously because the games are out but like when you look at like the anime and like all the stuff that's going on right now what i mean like what is it it's widely known as the most profitable um media franchise of all time isn't it like yeah. it's made the most money out of anything ever and that's the thing that's how widespread it is like over the 90s like it was just this thing the trading cards were like everything was just what there I mean, man you want to talk to the trading cards that's that i feel like that's an episode in itself pokemon as a gaming franchise there's, there's so much to it yeah. Like, that's the thing like you like you, you think pokemon gaming and you think the like the standard like mainline games you like your red and blues your even then i, I really stuff. enjoy quite a lot of the these spin-off games i know i know they're quite divisive like people don't tend to like a lot of them i think uh the only one i haven't played of the mystery dungeon series is the last 3ds one but before that i played every other one 
like every single one. Was that Explorers of the Sky? <clears throat> was it? No, uh, I think it was Super Mystery Dungeon. That's the last one that came oh, out. Oh, the 3DS I, ones. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. Uh, the 3DS ones. Yeah, that was the last. That was the last one that ever came out, and I haven't played that. But besides that, I played all the other ones. I played the. I don't know if you ever played the Pokemon Ranger games. They're pretty cool. I played Pokemon Ranger one, and I got really into it. I think I got stuck somewhere. I think I was trying to trying to catch an Electric or something. That's the thing that's sticking in my mind right now. That there was an Electric, and it was the most like pain in the ass thing to try oh, and catch. When, <laughs> when that game goes well, you're like, yes, feels great. But when it doesn't work, and you're just an idiot staring at this tiny little thing <laughs> spinning a a little plastic pencil right on his touch mm. screen going oh, come on come on <laughs> like <laughs> drawing circles around a pokemon you feel like the biggest idiot ever <laughs> like yeah it's one of those where you sit there and you're like what am i doing with my life <laughs> yeah. yeah there's probably a reason why like it never really went past two like just like they never really saw them come back after that it's but, a shame um, they I, c- I can understand the good i can understand why they are uh, like it's a hit and miss one. I can understand why yeah. it's a hit and miss. What's um? What was those ones that had the little figurines? You know the ones that uh. Pokemon Rumble. That was it. Yeah. Okay. I got really into that. I remember playing that. <laughs> I remember playing that at your house. You're you're the reason I even ever heard of that. I remember going to your house. You like booted it up, and I was like, "What is this? Mm. What is that? I've never seen that, that was before." Like... That was like the original Wii one as well. Yeah. Like that's the first ever Pokemon Rumble. And looking back at it, it is so basic. It was it's good. Like... It was good. <laughs> I, I got hooked straight away after you uh, after playing it at your house. I think I went home and bought it myself. Yeah, it was. <laughs> like, I mean, it's a good game, even though it was basic. And it's like, oh, go through this grass grass world, um, like beat this giant Pokemon, you win. And then the levels would just repeat itself after that. But even then, you're like, oh, I'm on this next level what other Pokemon from this grass world are going to appear up? Yeah, exactly. And then suddenly, like, there's these executors coming out when there was, like, executes before. And then you're like, oh, I need one of them. And you're constantly trying to get that stronger Pokemon. It's a shame it went right. free-to-play. I feel like that's exactly. what killed it. Was, I, was there a free-to-play one, though? I yeah, on the phone. One point. It, it was on the on phone. phone. Yeah. And that's... That like, died now. <laughs> yeah, I, think, I actually think they shut it down last year. Yeah, I just don't think it got the popularity. But they released it on Android before. It was grindy. At iOS. It was super grindy. Like, why would you keep playing it? Like, it, yeah, well, I mean, it's a standard free-to-play game. You, Every time you do an action, you lose mm. energy, quote-unquote, whatever they call it in the game. I, I only played it, I think, for like two days. Uh, yeah. And then it's the standard, oh, you've done your, I don't know, 10 actions or whatever and that's just because the first login is like oh we gave you five extra lives or whatever and then you're like so what do i do now wait till tomorrow when you've got some more lives and then come back idiot give us your money (laughs) yeah it's just like classic freemium like tactic yeah it it literally became like oh what's that you can't get past this level why don't you give us some money and we'll give you you can start right now from where you are where you died or, you know, you can summon better Pokemon because you gave us money for the premium summoning. It's like, no, I'm not doing that. Well, it, talking of those uh, premium games, I mean, you have Pokemon Go going on right now as well. I drop in and out of that, for sure. <laughs> I mean, like, that's the thing. For me, 
Pokemon Go at the start is massive, right? Everyone was on there. Summer 2016, everyone was just outside looking at their phones. You knew it was big when we, in everyone's life, everyone mm. knew people who were playing that who never even, would never have played Pokemon before. Like, mm. just straight up. I mean, like, I think I have aunties and uncles who would try it out for a little bit and I'm like you didn't care about pokemon when i was a kid and now all of a sudden this, this pokemon go thing comes out and it everybody was on it like, i still play it a lot these days even though i can't really go out the house i know, I know they changed it last year like after what well, i think the part way through the first lockdown at least over here for us but like in my area that still made it really hard to play yeah because like I would still have to like walk up the road or whatever to get to the closest uh, stops and gyms. Mm. So like I could still catch stuff and it's like, oh yeah, well, you know, we're giving you free stuff now and you can spin one of the stops because you're just, just close enough. But I was like, it's still not enough to make me play even in quarantine. Yeah. I think like I go in there now just to see what's about, throw a couple Pokeballs. And then I'll just switch the app off again, right? Just to, just to complete like the daily tasks and that, like the field research. I really like to think you're not catching anything. You just go in, you waste your pokeballs, <laughs> you just chuck them, you just throw them, and then you're like, cool. I think currently, now. like I've I've stocked up like 160 pokeballs right now. Jesus, just like they're just there because obviously, like I'm going on there, and then I'm like, cool. I've, I've like if I see a new Pokemon, I'll try my best to catch it. But I'll just look at it and be like, I've got all these. I'm just going to leave them. I was going to say, it's got to be few and far between now for you. Like, Yeah. But um, yeah, like even even like looking at the side games anyway, going back to that. Like there's so many good ones. Like, I've, like one of my favorites. Anyway, I don't know if you've played it like, or I might have lent it to you at one point. Uh, Pokemon Colosseum. You did lend that to me. And I, I did get obsessed but I think I gave it back to you because I was going to go buy a secondhand copy. Mm. And for whatever reason, I didn't buy a secondhand copy. And I've, to this day, only played, I think, about two hours of that game. Yeah. I think I think at its time, that's it was amazing because obviously all the Pokemon games are handheld. Uh, like They weren't like that advanced graphically. And then you have this like GameCube version or Nintendo 64 version for stadiums. And it's just like, oh my God, my Pokemon in 3D. And Mate. there's like all this animation going on. It looks awesome. And like right now, I think obviously we're not seeing those types of side games because you've literally just got like Sword and Shield, where it's basically those things. Well, I mean, you say that, but I mean, we are kind of getting a new side game. New Snap's coming out. They said it was coming out in April, wasn't it? April 20th or something? Yeah, end of April. And it looks so good. It looks I never, so good. I never really got into Snap. Did you not? No, like, oh. do, you, do you remember um, the they had that Pokemon thing down at the Dome? Yes. Back in, like, what was it? It was 2000, wasn't it? It must, it must have been 2000, 2000 yeah. yeah. Like, I remember I went there, and that's where I played Stadium for the first time. And I played Snap as well, but I was like, I was way more into Stadium because I remember distinctly I played it and then I went home and immediately put that on my birthday Christmas list that year to get Stadium. But like, yeah, I just never really got into Snap. I never understood the hype. I'm like, I get it. It's cool. You can take 
pictures of your Pokemon, but at the same time, I'm like, I still don't understand why I'd want to do that. I think, like, for me, because I never had a Nintendo 64 when I was a kid. I had a PlayStation. Uh, I never got Pokemon Snap until it was on the Wii. I got it. Okay. Um, on the uh, when they did the virtual console, and like I've been, I just enjoyed it so much. Then it's just like you just go around, you take your pictures of your Pokemon. Obviously, like the better angles, the more points you get, and it's like it was like kind of collector fun as well. Like you want to fill your Pokedex with all these like pictures of Pokemon. Yeah, but I mean, like I could do that normally. I just boot up my Game Boy and try and catch them all. <laughs> but it's capturing them through photos and you art. mean stealing their souls it's the art you're stealing their souls and <laughs> locking them in a tiny piece of paper i tell you what it is as well like you like there's certain ways where you can only get like pictures of pokemon like by doing like you throw an apple at pikachu's head and he like falls backwards and it creates a series of events and it's just like oh my god i've that like, charizard's here now <laughs> and you're like i've got to get the picture of the charizard i've seen i've seen <laughs> like videos of that like i've watched people play it but i just again for whatever reason personally i just don't get it yeah and i probably won't get the new one because i didn't get okay. i just didn't understand the first one to a certain extent it is so like it does feel like a strange concept like if you have if if you didn't get into it like even people that don't know about pokemon snap originally they might look at this and be like, yeah, it looks really cool in, in terms of graphics. I mean, it looks beautiful. I, I will give them that. I wish Sword and Shield looked that good. It, all I'm saying is, right, the only, I feel like the only way I'm going to get into it is if we can finally go like, hang out with people again, right? You have it, and I sit and watch you play. But even then, I feel like I'm still going to... I'll have fun watching you, and we'll you know, we'll mess around and we'll have a laugh. But mm. at the end of the day, I still feel like I'd leave being like, I don't know why Pepe bought that game. Still don't quite understand it. <laughs> <laughs> like, That's fair enough, man. I just don't, I just don't, I don't know why I can't connect with it, but I just can't. It's so weird. And I feel like I'm missing out because everybody, I feel like from the, like all the 90s kids, you're like, Pokemon Snap. And everyone's like, yo, yes, yes. And I'm like, what? Uh, what? Okay. Yeah. I mean, it's just one of those things. I like, I can understand why people aren't like some people wouldn't be into it as much. Compare, especially when you compare Stadium and that like side by side. Stadium just felt that Stadium had more to do. That's all I'm saying. Like to me, that it just felt like Stadium had more to do. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. Oh, I can take pictures of Pokemon, or I could be a Lickitung and I can eat sushi on a conveyor belt. And have a uh, Japanese man scream stuff that I don't understand because I'm a kid. I'm, I'm an <laughs> wait, adult now. Wait, the game I... was in Japanese, like when you do you not remember it? in the mini? No, no, no. Everything was in English, but in the in the mini game, the voiceover, it, there's a Japanese voice and they're saying something, but I have no idea what it is. I still don't really know what it what they're saying, but yeah, there's it's it's a Japanese voiceover. <laughs> and I rem I distinctly remember being a little kid running around, eating the sushi as a lickitung, and having this like voice going Onisa Onisa <laughs> Onisan <laughs> brother I, brother <laughs> no I obviously would know brother but he's saying something I re I just remember him like screaming like that 
and then obviously Lickitung like eating something it didn't like and then running away from the conveyor belt going, like I remember <laughs> this I remember it so clearly because I played it so much yeah like if I had to pick between those two games because I'm pretty sure they came out basically at the same time I would have picked Stadium every time yeah I mean let's face it on Nintendo 64 anyway there's only like a handful of games when you look back at it like the library is good. The Nintendo library is it, really good. It had a lot of games, but like they were definitely the ones that defined the the uh, platform. Yeah, it's just there's only a handful of it when you compare them. Though. It's weird when you look at it. Well, yeah, because pretty much it's. I mean, that's like most system sellers, isn't it? Like, if you don't, mm. it's like if you don't have that game, why did you have that console? Like, mm. it's like if you anyone had an N sixty four and it's like, did you have gold there? No, then why'd you have it? You can play gold now. <laughs> I bought a Nintendo 64 in 2008, and I can confirm that I actually never had Goldeneye on it. Well, then why'd you have it? Never. <laughs> there you go. There's that exact conversation. There's the exact conversation. Why'd you have it? Like, that, I feel like you. if you say N64 to anyone, probably the first thing that's going to come up is Goldeneye. Uh yeah uh that's a whole other category we're getting onto now but yeah pokemon for me deserves that number four spot like it's uh there's loads in there there's we can go on about pokemon for hours oh yeah we could it's a massive franchise we didn't even talk about the main series really we did we just talked about side games <laughs> but that just goes to show why it's on the list okay okay just a, just a quick one then uh, in that's just so we do give the main game some love. What is your favorite gen three. out of the uh, three? I didn't even have to think about it. Yeah, exactly the same. I'd say three as well. Like, the, like everything about it is just brilliant. The one I played the most, I, I had because I remember I got Sapphire and Ruby, um, when I went on a family trip, like family holiday, and I loved them, and I played the crap out of them. And then I get a little bit older and one of the game shops had Emerald and it was affordable at the time and it had a box and everything. So I bought it and then I spent a lot of time playing Emerald and then obviously Alpha Ruby uh, or Alpha Sapphire, Omega Ruby, sorry. Uh, Gen 3, bro. It was so, it was so good. Like I think... like. I was the same as you. Like for me, Ruby and Sapphire were just like so. Like, I absolutely loved them as a kid. Just seeing those remade for the 3DS, they were absolutely beautiful. Like I love yeah, them. Like I... the music was so well on them as well. That's that's one of the staples for Gen Three for me. Like the music, like that the, the trumpets, man. You you can't beat those trumpets. I genuinely think I enjoy Pokemon more nowadays, mm. and it might be nostalgia, but like the main series when they do the remakes is mm. i end up thinking of those more like i think fire red instead of like red because oh. i I, th I guess they are the ones that i would have played most recently yeah but i feel like i made a stronger connection to the mainline series the older i got because i actually un started understanding the game because as a kid I've, I've actually gone back to old cartridges and like pokemon yellow for example and one of my pokemon yellows i've got a disastrous team <laughs> I've got like two Flareons. Uh oh, two. <laughs> just because one wasn't enough. Yeah, like, just literally, needed two of them. I've got two two Flareons, a Blastoise, a Pikachu, and probably like 
Pidgeotto or something. And I'm like, what? Mm. What is this? Wait, not even the Pidgeot, just the Pidgeotto. Something like that. Yeah, it's a really stupid, random team. <laughs> and I'm like, I clearly a kid played this. Like, kid version yeah. of me at five, like, four or five years old played this, right? Because I'm like, me nowadays, that will not happen. But I feel like me nowadays is also why every now and again I feel like I drop off of Pokemon because I turn it into work. It, it It's not a game because it's like, right, what's my team comp? what coverage am i doing you know like it becomes a whole different thing whereas i i wish i could sort of go back somewhere in between being a mindless kid struggling to play the game because i didn't understand and this like analytical adult that is like i need to cover all my bases like somewhere in the middle where i'm like yeah i'm thinking about team comp but i'm just still having fun you know i'm like whatever it it doesn't work anymore i, I think i'm just over that hill. I, I completely get that. Like as a kid, you just want to catch the cool Pokemon. Yeah, you, you just like, oh, that thing looks cool. I don't care what type it is. I'm just gonna throw out against this random. Exactly. Like, I'm gonna throw out against the Elite Four. I'm not sure why it's dying. Its Pokemon's dying quite quickly, but I'll use it anyway. <laughs> and like, it's those sort of things. Like you just like that was more of a challenge. Elite like, Four got to look out for my two Flareons. Like you'd just pick your team of favorite Pokemon. You'd go out there, get destroyed. You wouldn't know why you get destroyed. I did, I certainly didn't know type things in uh, type advantages. Then. Oh my god! Yeah, I didn't need. I didn't know that was a thing. I just <laughs> I was out there like throwing like Blastoises out against Venusaurs and stuff. <laughs> they get absolutely bodied. <laughs> and like, but that was that was the joy of it. It was a challenge. And right now, as you said, like you you know like you know the rules to it. You like you know what to do, and it. it yeah, it probably doesn't have I, that. I would hope we, we know the rules. We've been playing it since the 90s. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Imagine if I didn't at this point. I'm still throwing out like water Pokemon out against like, well, all these grass. Things. You would be the same as Ash Ketchum. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. oh. One day I'll win a league. Oh, who's got a dragon type? Oh, Pikachu! <laughs> <laughs> oh, oh, there's man. a ghost type. Go, Pikachu! <laughs> that's great cool so <laughs> should we move on to our number three then okay i think three onwards might be where we differ yeah i feel like this is gonna be a bit of a so like, this will be interesting what is your number three okay so i i had to think of this one as well i think my, i've gone for this one but just because like I'm, i love my fighting games and i think this one stood out most to me uh just in terms of all of them like i love like street fighter tekken but like none of them are really top five material uh, i think i know what this is the 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 number one fighting game in terms of 2d fighter anyway mm-hmm. is uh blaz blue yep okay yep as soon as you said fighting games this is where my mind went for you. <laughs> uh again a game that i didn't really discover until like early 2010s wait was it uh, first... that's when it came out <laughs> the, the first one we saw was at, uh, a comic-con wasn't it um i think well, uh, that's, one the of first, them were, that's the first uh, one I, saw. I think i discovered it randomly like i think i bought um i don't know if you ever heard of neo magazine yeah is it neo like it's that it's that manga and uh, yeah, yeah I, know, I know the one um so randomly i bought a copy of that i just like flick through it see like what what the uh like later series are mm-hmm. never bought it before and then i like i see this advertisement for this like <laughs> this game which is getting like mad reviews everywhere it's like oh my god the best 2d fighting game ever well they had to make it because they couldn't make guilty gear 
I, I didn't know anything about Pee-wee Gear at this point. Like literally, this is all news to me. I wasn't that much into the uh, fighting game like sort of community. Um, and then like th- that's the thing. I see this advertisement, and I'm like, okay, this is a thing that exists. It's fine. Give it a couple years. A, f- a couple years down the line, Blaz Blue like uh, Calamity Trigger released ages ago. I see it for like ten quid in games, uh, Game Station. Yeah, and I'm like, I'll pick this up. I think this looks cool. I've heard good things about it, and like playing it, it's like for me, that was just like it, all the character designs, like the graphics look beautiful on it. I mean, they are cool. Um, like the music, the whole like anime like aesthetic. <laughs> of it. I was like, oh my god, this game's great. He is a and cultured then, boy. I am a cultured boy. <laughs> <laughs> I, I live for the aesthetics. I come 2D. for the games, I stay for the class. <laughs> uh, but um, like even then, like the, that's just the fighting on it. And then we get to the story of it. And then like this story, this, I tell you what, I'm not going to lie. Blasbury's story is like, it gets confusing at times. They, yeah. they throw out these words. Like they know, like you know what they mean. They even have an in-game dictionary. I've I've tried to watch a let's play and I got lost immediately. Oh, it's it's like like there's stuff like they talk about ether so much in that, and like when I was playing through the story, <laughs> I'm like, what the hell is ether? They've been talking about this thing for so long. It's like oh, I, I mean, can sense the ether in, here. The ether is strong here, and I'm like, in in general, in RPGs or like fantasy stuff, ether is like magic in it. Well, yeah, like typically, and then like they said, like it, it's a weird situation in Blasblue because like like ether is just this thing that's in the air, and like it probably is the magic thing, like and it's just there. But like I was so confused by it, and then they have all these other terms like the NOL, which is the, what the hell? Oh, I can't remember exactly what it is. Uh, I do you know what? I'm I wouldn't dwell on it too much. <laughs> <laughs> it's the librarian in in short they call it the librarian a librarian are evil the library they're like evil like guys uh, they go they go I do mean, stuff they want to change the education con- is the continuum <laughs> and there's like there's like so much stuff going on that there's so many different pl- like plot points like it's a it's a visual novel the story mode is literally a visual novel i mean it is with a, a couple game. fights thrown in like the japanese do love their visual novels I mean, I love my visual novels. Apparently, I don't think I really played one until <laughs> Blaz Blue Story Mode. And then... <laughs> but oh like, god! Everything about that game, I absolutely loved. And then what was it? Um, then Continuous Shift comes out. I think that one, I that one, the one that one was the one I really got into. Like that was one that I was like heavily into. And then they all just do. It does the typical game thing after that, the fighting game thing, where they release continu- Continuum Shift Two. Oh, What's okay. Continuum Shift Two? It's got two extra characters in it. <laughs> and then, what's after Continuum Shift Two, Nathan? I hear you ask. Oh, well, you got mate. Continuum Shift Extend. Did, I was literally going to say the naming convention of that franchise. I every time you tell me you're like, oh, I got a new Blast Blue, and I'm like, what? <laughs> Is it <laughs> that was a new one? Is it not the same? Is that not the old one? I thought it was the same it's thing. It's the exact same thing with probably one extra track, a little bit extra story mode, well, then and why, an extra character. Why release a new thing? Like, like just 
DLC it. Do a Capcom. It doesn't work. It doesn't work as well for DLC. It's just like what you're you just talking about. Release like... entire an entire game. <laughs> you're talking about a character. It's how and, it works. Just do a Capcom <laughs> and fucking put everything in DLC. No. The, like, I think like Continuum Shift Two was like one for the handhelds. I believe. I think that was like on the 3DS. Okay. That's like with all the DLC included in it. And then Continuum Shift Extend was just something else. That's like literally, hey, <laughs> just throw this extra character in. But um, no, give it like about what was it? There's two more, two or three more Blaz Blue games after that, and then you have um, Blaz Blue. Oh, Cross Tag Battle, wasn't it? Cross Tag Battle, that was it. Yeah, Cross Tag Battle came out, and I. I did play a bit of it. I don't think I've played it as much as the original Blaz Blue games. I, I was meant to buy that game yeah. way back when, and then I just couldn't be asked. But um, yeah, it, it's a good game. Like, did you ever play Persona 4 Arena? I did. I think it was free on PS3 at one point. I think a couple mm. years back, and I downloaded it. I played it for an hour, and it was it was cool. It's if for me it's the same arc system works problem that it it's got a really deep combo system and i just couldn't be asked to learn i just yeah. wanted to hit buttons and you know a couple of <laughs> quarter circles here and there try and do a street fighter and then i was off i was like cool yeah i'm done <laughs> uh, I, I agree with you there i think i i bought i think i actually bought persona for arena again Found it in sale in like a CEX somewhere. I think you did. I think I <laughs> but, remember um, coming over to your house to play it one time. Not specifically because yeah, you had it. I think it was just something to do <laughs> when yeah. I came over. But it was it was the right game. I don't think it hit the same as Blaz Blue for me. But um, Blaz Blue Cross Tag Battle includes all those sort of. Like, I remember those that. that was a, that was a big deal for me. I really wanted to get that one because I remember it was like, oh, it's gonna, it's got, what well, it was Blaz Blue. Guilty Gear, uh, Persona, the mm. Ruby characters, and that other fighting game I'd See, never heard of until then. The, the thing is, you say one? Guilty Gear. There's no Guilty Gear in it. That's the thing that always confused me about Cross Tag Battle. I swear, Soul Bad Guy was supposed to be in it, wasn't it? No, like they had uh, Ruby from uh, the Ruby series. So, oh, okay. I always thought Guilty Gear was in it too. You would have thought, like, because they have that, like, sort of, um, they have the, like, color scheme, don't they? So it's blue well, for Blaz Blue, yellow for Persona. Well, it's also because it's Arc System. Like, yeah. They make you would have thought, oh, yeah, Soul Bad Guy's got to be in this. And they're like, nope. Didn't add him. I thought that was a very strange decision by them. Well, then, that's probably why I didn't buy it. No Soul Bad Guy. It's my no fa- Soul Bad Guy, no play. Yeah, like, Soul Bad Guy was my favorite character from. Um, Guilty Gear. Also, the only character I seem to remember. I, I don't know the names of any other characters in that. Yeah, I've never actually played Guilty Gear. Do you know what? This is... yeah, I'm probably going to get lampooned because I have very little knowledge. Um, mm. I've played a little bit of both series. You're basically playing kind of the same game. They're made by the same people. And yeah. I feel like it's got very similar fighting systems. I do remember reading that they made Blaz Blue because there was some sort of issue with the Guilty Gear franchise, so they couldn't make Guilty Gear anymore, so they just made something very similar. I can see that, to be fair. Like, I mean, like, they, like when you look at them side by side... Character designs are very similar. They're the same sort. You can tell, okay, this is made by the same company. Yeah. It's the same sort of genre sort of thing. Like, I'll, I'll give Guilty Gear a shot, like, if anyone's got any idea, like recommendations of Guilty <laughs> Gear games to pick up first. Huh? Like, let me know. <laughs> and then I'll, uh, I'll jump on it for sure. I can't remember what the latest one was. 
think there was oh, one there, on there was one on the sale on the switch the thing is they all have weird names as well <laughs> that's quite uh hypocritical considering blaz blue's naming convention but um like they've got like x like free rd and stuff like that like 13 yeah. rd I, I could be pronouncing that completely wrong uh, i know exactly what you're talking about uh, yeah i couldn't tell you i'd have to probably do a google search but yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know where to start either. I do know I knew there was a newer one on PS4. I think it came out maybe two years ago, or maybe two and a half. It was fairly recently. Would be quite cheap on PlayStation now. To be fair, <laughs> could probably pick it up for like maybe seven quid. I don't know, mate. <laughs> It'd be something you'd have to look into, but they're all games that like these are all games that I've seen on sale. And I'm like, oh, I should really pick this up. Then I'm like. I just love Blaz Blue, man. Or like, <laughs> I just realized I might also be pronouncing it completely wrong. I know that uh, yeah, <laughs> everyone, I, I everyone calls it Blaze Blue. I pronounce it the same way you do because you're the biggest fan of it that I know. Oh, it's bad, though. It's bad for me. If I'm the biggest fan of like Blaze Blue Look, and I've been pronouncing it I'm wrong not this gonna whole lie. video, I'm going to get some major stuff. I'm, I'm not going to lie. I'm really <laughs> from Blaze Blue fans. I don't anyway. tend to talk to people about fighting games because I'm bad at fighting games. I love the f- yeah. I love fighting games. But I'm bad, mm. so I don't tend to bring them up because I don't want to get bodied. That's all I'm saying. Mm. Okay, I have another confession about Blaze Blue. Okay, uh, it's the fact that uh, it sounds wrong. Sorry, I just heard, I just heard you say it the other way, and it sounds wrong now. Hits the ear wrong. It's Blaze Blue. That's the thing. I can't say Blaz Blue anymore. Yeah. See, you you've said it the proper way or the way everyone else says it, and every time you say it, it hits my ear really, really wrong. I don't like oh, it. Blaze- Shall I go back to Blaz Blue just for the sake of it? You do you, mate. You you do what you feel right. <laughs> I'm gonna go back to Blaz Blue because it clearly it's natural to me. And I, like, the other way, it so I'm much. telling you, the other way, just I'm like, Ugh, Ugh. please, please, <laughs> please forgive me, Blaze Blue fans in the comment section. But I'm going to go back to saying Blaz Blue now. Uh, and anyway, um, <laughs> Blaz Blue. <laughs> Uh, I uh, I'm as as you said, Nathan. You're like with fighting games. I'm not gonna say I'm the best at me, but I'm I'm probably terrible. If I went online, I'd get bodied automatically. Mm-hmm. Which is why for me, uh, it's very helpful that Blaz Blue has a um a technical and a stylish option. Ah, uh, yes, 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 yes. And uh, uh, being the scrub lord that I am, <laughs> I, uh, I've uh, always played on the uh, stylish option because I do not know how to do proper combos. And I just love the game so much, uh, and I love the aesthetics of it, that I'm just I just like playing on the stylish mode. It looks cool, and like it just feels but, good. And yeah, I've actually... Saying this, I think I went online once, uh-huh. played a game in the stylish mode, and I think some guy, oh. I, I think I, I beat him with it. Did he get salty and, and messaged you? Like, he like messaged me. Oh, he wow. messaged me saying, hey, just letting you know that um, you <laughs> like uh, playing stylish mode online is thoroughly looked down upon. And I was like, Jesus Christ. Okay, I'm okay just, right. I'm I can, just trying I can at least appreciate out. that he had some tact. Like, because you know, like normally, if you're like, oh, someone messed some rando message me, yeah. beat him online, he'd be like, oh, why don't you fucking play like a real, <laughs> like a real man? Playing on stylish, what are you fucking? He, he did it in a very dignified way. Yeah. He was very polite about it. I can, it, I can appreciate but that at least. It was passive aggressive. Yeah. It scared me off playing online Blaze Blue. 
for my rest of my life. <laughs> hey man, have you have you ever tried to actually like learn to play a fighting game? I I have um I've tried combo. I've actually tried to learn Street Fighter, right? Hmm. That shit's hard. Like spacing, frame data, like fuck all of that. I just yeah. want to chuck fireballs. <laughs> <laughs> See, you know what I mean? You just wanted to like look good. Like you just want to feel awesome while playing it. I tend, and, like, I tend to I, normally feel awesome because I'm killing people with fireballs. What's cooler than yeah. fireballs from your hands, bro? <laughs> I think mad respect to people that actually learn all oh, the yeah, combos for sure. and for like sure. actually pro players like that. Watching that, pro players is amazing. Mm, like, ha- like hats off to them. I could probably never do that sort of thing. I could but definitely like, never do that. I've tried. Yeah, <laughs> it doesn't work. Like I, I could never be that standard. And like, I, uh, yeah, that's why I just play what I can do. I, I play within my means, Nathan. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, I think that's uh, that's that's my summary of Blaze Blue. I'd say Blaze Blue, <laughs> whatever we're deciding to call it now. Again, apologies Again, to anyone that you, got offended by my pre- pronunciations. You say it <laughs> however you want to say it. <laughs> go on mate what's your uh number three then my number three is monster hunter ah uh, okay there yeah, was i can see this thinking on my list there was no way this franchise was never gonna make it i have played most of the monster hunter games available to me ever since i got into the franchise i played back on the psp freedom the first one and something about that game even though it's hard like really hard and i wasn't i was never good at it right the Mm -hmm. first one i never got past basically what we in the game they call low rank so i got to four star missions just barely because my cousin had to finish one for me like i literally handed my psp to him was like can you beat this for me (laughs) right i couldn't do it and the second one i also didn't get very far I think I got to five star at most again. But like as the franchise has gone on and the more I played, I just really love the most people don't like Monster Hunter because it's like it's hard and it's the grind, right? Because mm-hmm. it's like, oh, you want armor? Well, it might have a, a, a rare drop that's only 5%. You've got to go and grind and kill this monster like a hundred times and you might get it, right? Yeah. A lot of people don't like that. But for some reason, mm. for me, I normally hate grinding. I really, really hate grinding. But Monster Hunter, for whatever reason, works for me. And I've played and gotten better as the franchise has gone on, all the way up until World. I can I do endgame stuff when I first get there, but it's not what I really like to do anymore. But yeah. it's just something about I don't know, the epicness of being a normal-sized person, albeit a little, like, superhuman-ish because you don't take full damage in that game. And let's face it, a fucking giant monster swinging its full body weight at you, you'd be dead, (laughs) right? You can't take a fireball to the face and get up like it was nothing. Yeah. It's a little fantastical, but it's amazing. There's something about it, like getting the right timing, the dodges down, learning the combos for the weapons. And then there's also, like, you get deeper into it and there's things like 
this monster is, you know, weak to this element. Now you've got to go make that type of weapon. And then there's like, oh, well, now my armor set has this deficiency. Now I need to use the gem system to like either fix that or give me something yeah. better than that. Like, and take it in a different direction. It, the game is super deep. And yeah. they've only recent, more recently in the last decade or so, I guess really not even decade. It's really, really just world where they've made it way more accessible for new people. And as someone who played Monster back in the day when it was really unknown, it's just amazing to have more people, right? Just to have more people. And I don't even want, I don't play it all the time. It's not something that I typically will, you know, play just to kill time even though it's great for that because it takes a long time to do anything nowadays in Endgame. Like, just having more people, like, the option to play with more people when before there was no one. <laughs> like, if I didn't have my cousin <laughs> sitting right next to me, I couldn't play it Yeah, with other people. So it's amazing did, where it's come. Did the original one, like, on the PSP, did that have, like, um, a Wi-Fi option or anything, like, to play online? No, you had to... Ha it was local co-op. So you, you, you and the person who wanted to play both had to have a copy of the game and your own PSP, yeah. and you could play like wirelessly together, but it didn't have like an online option. Yeah. When did that come into it? The online option. Uh, online didn't come into the 3DS, at least for us, and that was yeah, that was 3DS and Wii, and that was Monster Hunter Three. Monster Hunter Try on the Wii had the online function, but you couldn't talk to people. That was the weird thing because you needed that weird Nintendo Wii mic thing. Oh god, yeah, I remember that. The Wii Speak, was it Wii Speak? Something like that. But yeah, like something you could play with other people, but like it was really cumbersome to use the in-game chat system because then it would do that thing where like it brings up a whole window and covers the whole screen so you could type. <laughs> or you could use the in-game like preset messages, but it might not get everything you were trying to say across. Yeah, I remember I was playing with my cousin one time online, and we were actually like texting each other on our phones, which is just as bad because we'd stop looking at the game in a hunt with people online to text each other like, "Oh, it's in area whatever." Like, <laughs> go run yeah. to area nine, monsters there. <laughs> and it it was even worse because it'd be like sometimes I would stop looking at the screen to text him, "Your health is low, heal." <laughs> Look at the screen, and I'm dead. <laughs> <laughs> so, i mean I'm like i think back in those like those times by the sounds of it like just trying to like message on that especially when you're using it on the wii or like i feel like like was it ever on the pc at all monster hunter before world um i think in japan japan had many different versions yeah. the japan uh, even had it on xbox 360 and i remember hearing about that version waiting for it we never got it mm. They had it on everything in Japan. Uh, they've had, they've probably had three times as many Monster Hunters, three or four times as many Monster Hunters in Japan than we've had over here. Yeah, I feel like just having it on the PC, especially with like that messaging tool, like way back in the day. I don't know if it may, if it changes much with World, because obviously you have party chats now, and it's just so much easier just to like be in a party with someone and say, "Hey, heal yourself." that but um like having that keyboard option for like players 
oh, yeah. you're not that you're not familiar with would be so much more like convenient. Back in, back in right? the day, it definitely must have been way more convenient. But nowadays, like, I don't think it matters. Like you said, you've got you've got all sorts of options with voice chat. So mm-hmm. like, you've really got no need per se. Like, especially if you're like playing with friends, or like a normal hunting group, like a hunting party, you're probably going to be voice chatting. There really isn't a need to be like typing on anything. Is that option still there? The typing option it must be right. Uh, yeah. I mean, in world you, they've got loads of options for you to make custom like messages. Mm. Yeah, so, I guess like, that that help a lot of it. Just <laughs> instead of opening a keyboard mid hunt when there's a massive monster in front of but you. But the thing is, like, <laughs> just getting a keyboard out and start messaging these people. The, the thing is, by this point though, like. If you've played Monster Hunter since the beginning or at any point before World, you've you get pretty good at noticing when you're supposed to do something. So like I played with randoms and they've carried me before, and all I've had to do is just heal. And that yeah. sounds bad, but you know sometimes you go and join a hunt because you want to fight this monster. And no one else is around. You can't do it by yourself, so you you can complete it with a random or a group of randoms. And a lot of times. Those people are way better than you and you learn a few things, Mm. but all you can do at that point in time is probably just heal and let them kill it for you. Like you can try and get involved, but you know, if you're not paying attention to your health, you're going to lose it for everyone. So like, it's one of those where I'm like, you can play without chatting to people or even using any of the in-game messaging, but you have to really hope that that person really is on top of their, their game. Yeah, even, don't want even at scrubs, a, yeah, like even at a basic yeah. level. But that's <laughs> that's where it got really toxic before. Monster Hunter yeah. was really elitist. Like it used to be like people would kick you out of lobbies because you weren't high enough level or your armor wasn't good enough. It it really was really bad in the community. Sounds pretty savage by the sounds of it. Yeah, because I remember one time on um Monster Hunter three on three DS, I went to go play in a random lobby. They wouldn't start any mission that I picked because I was a random who came into their game and playing mm. low-level stuff. They didn't want to do low-level stuff. So then they wouldn't accept any missions until I left. And I would also get messages on the 3DS, like, pop up on the screen, like, leave. <laughs> Just straight up leave. Like, that's yeah. like... it, it was really, really toxic in the community for so long. And I think it still kind of is, but with World, because it's a little more, like, there's more new people coming because it's way more accessible. I think it's a little less toxic. I think yeah, it's gotten better. So. But I also now have like a regular hunting party if I wanted it, so I don't have to play with randoms. Yeah. <laughs> Luckily. Um, <laughs> so I don't experience that anymore, but I have definitely experienced it. And it was rampant and it was bad. <laughs> I think that's just like, it's just online gamers in general, and they're hiding behind a keyboard and like, <laughs> But I also say what you want. I also understand why you do it though, because a game like Monster Hunter, where it takes a long time, and you could be preparing, like you don't know how many times these people have done these hunts before, and then some random guy comes in. I might be rubbish, you know what I mean? I might be really bad mm. at the game, and then I get wiped out three times instantly. That's it. That's another attempt gone. I'm not yeah. condoning, you know, being toxic like that, but at the same time, mm. I I understand it. Doesn't mean it's yeah. Right. But yeah, I think everyone's got everyone's been a noob at some point to these sort of things, and that's the that's and the it's, problem. It's been it's been understanding of that. That's that's the problem. People weren't understanding, 
Like, yeah, it was weird. It was almost like in the real world where they're like, yeah, okay, so you can apply for this job. You've got 10 years experience. No, I just graduated. Sorry. It's <laughs> like, oh yeah, wow. Quite... Monster Hunter yeah. hitting on the it real world like truce back, right now. Back then, it was like, oh, what, what's that? You want to hunt with us? Are you high rank? We're doing level six missions. No, I bought the game yesterday. Your problem, mate. Get out. <laughs> I mean, like, is it like if you're a noob trying to style Monster Hunter online, um, like? Is there like a is it easy to find other new players? Like obviously well, with I mean World, I feel like it's a lot more accessible. They always had filters and things. It's just I think back then there may be not so many filters. Yeah. And when you do tend to filter because it was very toxic and on it Monster Hunter was still kind of like a niche franchise, like where only people who knew Monster Hunter played. So if you got mm. on the game too late and you didn't have people to play with that could teach you, there was no point playing online. Because you wasn't going to find someone who's willing to jump into a, a one-star lobby and help you with all the basic stuff. You needed like a friend or a friend of a friend who was willing to coach you through everything until you understood. Now, there's all sorts of people starting at all sorts of levels. Maybe they're new, maybe they're not. Like It's way easier now. Plus, the game has gotten better at explaining to people what they need to do. There's a lot of quality of life stuff that Monster Hunter included in World. And that's why it's like way more accessible to new players. Because before yeah. it was just like, if you didn't know someone who knew what they were doing or you weren't going to read or put in the time to get good, most people dropped it instantly. Like mm. I started teaching, I got loads of friends into it in Monster Hunter 3 on the 3DS, but I actually had to spend a lot of time basically teaching people how to play. But I was willing to do that because I wanted more people to play. <laughs> I feel like you, you and a couple other guys have constantly tried to get me to play Monster Hunter. <laughs> I, and I'll keep trying. It, I will keep trying. It'll happen one day. <laughs> I've, I've got the game. I've got the game, but for me, it's um, it's a bit of a struggle for me <laughs> because I, I, I think it's what you said. Like, if you can't get into it, like, and it's it's the constant grinding as well, and like, it's like you said before, like when like I find. Uh, a good armor set or something or a weapon that i really like the look of because i like the look of items rather than yeah their stats apparently <laughs> I, I remember in uh i think it must have been monster hunter 4 on the 3ds yeah like 4g or something whatever it was um Just... i had a really cool giant sushi knife thing it yeah, might have been a I remember that. That was great a... sword it was a very basic well there was two there was a great sword that looked like one of the japanese knives and then yeah. I believe there was the longsword version, which looked like a katana or sushi, like a tuna cutting knife. Yeah. I know what you're talking about. That's quite an early but, game sword. Yeah. It's got I, no stats. I, I haven't played that much. <laughs> and then I absolutely loved it. And then um, I, I was like, okay, cool. Let's hunt this thing. And then it's like, this sword won't work here that well. Yeah. Because it was like, probably like yellow sharpness. Yeah. Early game like, stuff. But I like this sword. <laughs> I've got, I worked really hard to do this sword. <laughs> but um, yeah, I think it's for me, it's a bit harder to get into. But like, I've I'm, I've given it a shot multiple times. I guess maybe it's just not for me. I feel like the only way I would ever get you into it is if we got the brand new game on the same yeah. day. Yeah. And we were keeping pace with each other. Yeah, because I think that's where I think that'd have to normally be. you drop off because you're ex 
your excuse to us is normally, yeah, but you guys are like too far ahead. You've got all the cool stuff and like now I'm just I'm getting carried. So I'm like, I feel like the only way I'm ever going to get you into it is like a new one comes out. I convince you to buy it day one or whenever I buy it. Right. And we end up playing it as a group and trying to keep pace with you. Yeah, <laughs> even then, I know for a fact that you, you guys know the game so well. You like you've been playing it for so long. Yeah, we yeah, do. But yeah, I mean, yeah. like you know, we're willing to. For me, I'm still learning with that because I, I remember we played the uh, Rise demo the other day. Yeah, and uh, to be fair, playing it, I actually really enjoyed it for the few times we played it. Um, it was, it was quite fun. I think it's just it's getting to grips with that. The thing is, in a demo setting, it's hard to teach people because you've. You know, especially because it was on Switch, so there's only 30 mm. attempts at the whole yes. thing. Not, it doesn't even matter what you're hunting, right? So it's hard to teach someone in the demo because you've got mm. like just that usage limit and you've got the time limit. So you obviously want to get as much as done as possible. Yeah. When you actually have the game and you can, like, I could take the time to teach someone, I feel like that's when it's easier because, like, uh, I got one of my other cousins into three on the 3DS, and like, it took ages. Like, I spent months, me and my other cousin teaching her how to play. Like, just again and again, and we do all the simple stuff. We get her up to scratch. It took a long time, but like, I'm willing. If you, if you ever turn around to me and went, I, okay, this is it. This is the time I want to learn. I will take the time to teach you. I think that there will be one day. I reckon. Like, I I tell you what the I had more fun playing Rise than I probably did playing World. But saying that, I don't know how quick I would be to be like, okay, cool, I'm going to put money down for this game. Yeah, I understand that too. Yeah. When it's a franchise, I think, you know, um, it, is, it is a good game though. I think like if I put the time and effort into it, I, I reckon I would I feel like Rise, really enjoy it. But... Rise might be the one that gets you just because it's on Switch. That's your weakness. <laughs> It looked good on Switch though as well. That's one thing I, I was quite like surprised by. It probably looks better on World. Like, um, <laughs> it probably looks like so much. Um, but, like it depends. I mean, every it regardless, it's got that Capcom like. I always call it Capcom cutting corners. You always notice a little something. There's always a little something, something in Monster Hunter games that you're like. I guess you decided not to do that. Or, you know, whatever. Like, <laughs> even playing Rise, I was like, yeah, it looks pretty good on the Switch. But I was like, I, I, I remember these textures. Yeah. Did you play on handheld or TV when you were playing Rise? Oh, when I play anything on Switch, I play on TV mode. <laughs> See, I was playing in handheld mode. And obviously, like, it's one of those things, like, you think, oh, it goes in handheld mode, the quality lowers or whatever. And I was actually really surprised at how good it looked for a handheld Switch game. I mean, they might have focused on handheld mode, but that means they yeah. only have to focus on getting it to look good in like 720p, which is probably my, my issue. I was playing on a 4K TV. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, yeah, for that, like, it's obviously going to not look as good. But like, I don't know, if you ever give it give it a shot in handheld mode, see what you think. Uh, I, don't, I don't like playing my... I think it's because... but. Of the Joy Cons I've got, because I've got two sets of Joy Cons, one I don't use because it's got drift on both. <laughs> and then the newer set, I just don't want to risk getting drift on those. <laughs> so I yeah. just play on TV mode with my Pro Controller because I'm like, well, that's why I bought the Pro Controller was because yeah. I don't want to keep buying Joy Cons. 
Fair enough, man. So what would you say is your favourite Monster Hunter game, just routing it off? Ooh, that's uh that's a good one to ask. Um that's a tough one. I'd probably say generations. It was Yeah, it had that's a, one where it's like a high is it hybrid of like all the previous ones gen- or like a Yeah, Generations was basically the one the last three DS one and it took you back to different locations that you've previously been to in Monster yeah. Hunter. Like previous like starting times and stuff. And that was really cool. So that was probably my favorite one. Also one I I played quite a lot of. Just because like that was before World and we were supposed to have gotten uh whatever it is on the Switch. Generations like, two. Generations X X or whatever. Capcom. That's out now. Capcom Although it was, it's been out for a while. Uh it was supposed to have been like a launch title. And I was gonna get it. Oh, it okay. was supposed to have yeah. come out around the same time as World, but then World came okay. out, and we didn't get uh, Generations XX for like I think another six months. And I, by that point, World had changed the game. There were so many quality of life things that it was like I'm never playing an old Monster Hunter again. <laughs> It'd be so weird going back to an older version of that game, which is like suddenly like I'm gonna say better right now correct me if i'm wrong uh like it's like so many improvements and then going back to that old version probably is just like a it's a struggle it really is because it's it's like it's the simplest things that they changed but it makes the game way better like you just you don't have to focus so much on like the small tasks anymore like because that was a problem in old monster you always had to do like some stupid bollocks right to do something like simple like you used to have to actually press a button to climb a ledge now you just run up it they just climb when you're sprinting and it's a lot of stuff like that or you're just like i don't have to think about that anymore or like uh in original monster Hunter, you used to have to mine wet whetstones so you could sharpen your weapon and if you didn't mine whetstones or have a pickaxe to mine them you couldn't sharpen your weapon. Now they just give you unlimited whetstones. Like, that's just a thing you have. That's what I'm saying. Like, there's quality of life things where it's just... There was a lot of rubbish. It just fixes, yeah. And, like, you can't go back now because it's just... Well, why do I have to do that? <laughs> like, yeah. why, why do I need to do any of this stupid shit? <laughs> that's fair, man. So, like, like, with Rise coming out then... Do you think you'll enjoy it more than World, or do you think it'd be like you're doing it just from, because it's a new Monster Hunter game with new mechanics? From the demo, I think I'd still enjoy it. Uh, I yeah, it seems like it's a hybrid, like the linking point between old Monster Hunter and World, because in the yeah. demo there was some stuff from World, and it still sort of looks like old Monster Hunter. I mean, obviously we only played the demo, so I don't fully know, but I still think I'd have mm. a good time playing it. Okay. Plus, you know, that's good. It's uh, it's themed around ninjas, so yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the the classic selling point: ninjas. Yeah, right. <laughs> I'm not gonna like it. <laughs> I, I like ninjas. <laughs> I like shinobis. <laughs> Fantastic. Sure. Shinobi does. <laughs> Oh wow, that's a, that's a great way. <laughs> what a great way to end your number three <laughs> uh, franchise.
So, okay, following on to number two then. Do you, uh, do you want to jump into number two, Nate? What your number two uh, game Sure. Is? My number two, and I feel like my number one and my number two could swap, mm-hmm. but they both would still be solidly up there. At the moment, my number two is the Yakuza franchise. It's not something I got into immediately. Like, I didn't play the original ones back on PS2. I watched a cousin play it. I didn't understand it at the time, but I was also like 10. So I don't think I ever would have understood it. (laughs) Um, But it was literally the release of Yakuza 0 where I played it. Uh, I bought that, I think, a couple of months after it came out. And I fell in love. Like, it's a great franchise. It's got good story. It's real Japanese. Like, it's half of it is visual novel. You know where they do that, like, oh, it's voiced in a cutscene, and then all of a sudden the next one is like, oh. <laughs> and it's, di- <laughs> and it's, it's real fun, and it's, it's got its serious moments, and then you do, like, a mini game or a side quest, and it doesn't take itself seriously at all. Yeah. Like, that's why there's Yakuza memes, because there are some things in that game where they just don't care. They'll do the most ridiculous thing, and it's hilarious, and it works. It just works. Like, my favorite, and I tell people this all the time, uh, in Yakuza 0 specifically, you can you can take the characters, the main characters, Kiryu Kazuma and Goro Majima, into essentially a a phone sex booth, right? Uh-huh. A, a chat line. And, <laughs> and the animation that plays, right? You pay, you go in. You see this cutscene of this stoic man sitting in front of a phone. It rings, and it's the most uh-huh. over-the-top, zooms in on his hand, picking up this phone, pulls it out, right? Zooms out, and it's like a full-body shot. And the phone cord is like all over the place. And it zooms back in and he puts it to his ear just to go, mushy mush. (laughs) (laughs) It's it's amazing. It's shit like that. And then I mean like, there's things like in Yakuza 2, you fight a bloody tiger. As you do. (laughs) Yeah. You fight a tiger and something like that persists across the entire franchise. Yeah, like it. They bring it up in Judgment, the the side game, like the spin-off game. They bring it up in Seven or Life of Dragon, like it's just great. And it's as much as I didn't like it at first that Life of Dragon wasn't going to focus on Kiryu. After finishing Six, I feel like it doesn't need to keep following Kiryu anymore. Like I completely understand what why they did that. And also, I recently learned from uh, a Kotaku article. Apparently, there was a spin-off game way back when on the PSP in Japan only that didn't focus on Kiryu. Oh, right, okay. So, like, they did this way back when. Well, right, what was what was the difference between it? Like, who, like, is who is the main character in that? Do we just do, like, is, is there still references in that? In, like, the uh, games? Uh, no, not that I know of. Like, apparently <laughs> just forgotten just, about. <laughs> yeah, apparently, like the the main character in those PSP side games because apparently there were two of them. Oh right, okay. um, was some uh some guy who just sort of gets caught up. He gets accused of something, and then he has to get into underground like death fights. Essentially, like <laughs> fantastic. He's an underground <laughs> fighter. Essentially, like, 
and he has to work his name like wait his way out. I think there's another spin-off game uh in Japan only where it's like in uh Edo period or something. Yeah. That's another Yakuza spin-off game. We didn't get that one over here. Uh there was a spin-off game on the PS3 that we did get where uh, it's set in the Yakuza universe, and there's zombies like zombie. I remember this. I remember it like that was. I think that was the first Yakuza game I actually remember, like that it being advertised. I remember people being disappointed, mainly because I was like, oh. that was when my cousin was into it, and I hadn't got into it yet. And I remember he was waiting for Yakuza three to be released over here. That's all we ever got. We got one and two on PS two, <laughs> and then we got that zombie game. We never got any other ones over here. Man. until recently with all the re-releases but like it it is seriously like the stories are pretty good you you just come to like care for these characters and it the old fighting system was it used to be kind of hard as well like if you weren't careful or you didn't have a lot of healing items or whatever you could go into any fight and just get wrecked <laughs> i know for a fact uh with the majima everywhere like in Kiwami One, that meme is just fantastic. Like, I think ever since you've shown that to me, I'm just like, yeah, like is... that's literally in Yakuza Kiwami, right? So the remake yeah. of the first one, dude. You could be walking down the street and he'll come out, and he seriously. There's so many times where I've had to redo like two hours worth of gameplay because I wasn't expecting him to appear, and then I got killed. <laughs> it's hard, man. So like much. stuff like that is hard. And, uh, is it is it one of those things where like it's the meme and it's funny as the meme, but when you're actually in that situation, you're like, really? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> you coming at me now, bro? Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> that one is uh, that one sucks because it is sometimes it just happens and you're like, oh, I was in the middle of doing something. Like I was on a roll. I did a bunch of side quests. I was sorting stuff out. You know, clearing the map, and then Majima mm-hmm. turns up and destroys me. I'm like, you. <laughs> fucking asshole like he'll turn up in a in a bloody uh idol outfit <laughs> and you're just like what the fuck is that legit is he actually turned up in an idol outfit yeah that is he wears it he wears oh, that outfit wow. in the, one of the karaoke songs in um in zero that's another <laughs> thing karaoke is great in uh in yakuza because like oh. depending on the <laughs> on the song there might be a whole like cutscene where it goes from yeah. whatever character you're playing as singing in like a bar and then it goes into <laughs> a weird like music video yes you've probably seen, seen the meme of like kiryu from six where he's like yeah. standing at like this uh shoreline and he, he's just got that like open mouth smile and a thumbs up and that's like he's that's a karaoke song cutscene. he's like singing and then all of a sudden he's like walking through uh onomichi in uh, hiroshima that's where the game in six is set partly mm-hmm. and it's like all the local townspeople were like he's walking through and he's like strumming a guitar and he's singing this song and then it ends right he puts his leg up on like a ledge and he turns yeah. to the camera with that open mouth smile and then a thumbs up and that's how it ends it's stuff like that it's brilliant <laughs> like it, like this is what i'm saying like there's certain things that you just like oh, i don't know why you did that but i love it it's brilliant do it again it's it's one of those things that is so Japanese that it's just brilliant like that. It like, transcends. It's just so over the top. It transcends culture. Some of this stuff. Again, yeah. Majima in Zero, right? He 
your first introduction is he's a very serious character. Some mm-hmm. some stuff has gone on and he has to be this really serious guy. And then you go do karaoke, right? And he sings this like upbeat, like almost like idol song. <laughs> and he's on roller skates in this like <laughs> bright, shiny outfit. And all you can hear, like, at some points, he's just going, I love you. (laughs) You love me. (laughs) Like, it's brilliant. And there's a whole dancing mini game. Like, trust me, like, this series is worth getting into. Like, the funny parts, the non-serious parts, balances out well. So you've got enough serious and enough fun to keep you going. That's what that's what I love about those sort of games. Like, because like, if it's just serious all the time, you kind of just be like, okay, cool. It's just this thing that's going on. But like, it's kind of like that GTA sort of thing as well. Like, GTA has those like brilliant comedy moments. Yeah, but like, it's like more extreme than that, and that's what makes. Oh it yeah, I mean Yakuza. Yeah, it takes it to a whole other level. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I I just like what I know from Yakuza is that I've got two games of it. And I still need to play. <laughs> <laughs> I've got Kiwami and I've got Zero. They're on my shelf. They're still in the wrap. Like, and I need to just jump into them at you, some point. I will. You should. Day. Like, it, the thing is, they're so Japanese, though. Like, in terms of actual, like, the game, mm. it can be kind of hard sometimes to look over those things because you're like, I just want to be able to play the game, but it's like, oh, there's long ass cutscenes, and now it's like. Yeah. slight visual novel parts and it's like they every game forces you to do some of the side stuff at least once really early on and that's just to get you to know that they're there because yeah. i feel like if if the game didn't force you to most of the time you wouldn't even bother that's but, right. is that like, like a side questy sort of thing or is it just is that actually main story with no no like... they're all side quests but like a lot of the times in a yakuza game it it benefits you to do certain like mini games yeah so like some of these mini games you end up like unlocking a good item that you could use later like equipment or something you know like or you can unlock uh, a contact that then you can use in another mini game and like that person would be better than just any random person they could generate. For example, in Zero, there's a uh, real estate mini game. <laughs> one of the best. One of the best. <laughs> it's like right? every child's worst nightmare. Oh, <laughs> Imagine oh. getting that on like the PS One real estate the game. <laughs> so the best manager for Kiryu in that mini game, or at least one of the best managers, you need to keep playing the bowling mini game and do the bowling side quest. It mm. ends with you having to get uh, a turkey, so three strikes in a row, so you can unlock a chicken. Uh-huh. <laughs> and the chicken is one of the best managers. <laughs> Gee, <what? laughs> a chicken is one of the best managers. Uh, that gag does come back in 7 as well. Um, yeah. Or, like, for Majima, the best way to make money, at least uh, from what I remember, was to do the... Um, the hostess mini game yeah but with the hostess mini game basically you play through and you play through and you beat the other clubs and you get like their best girl and that's how you get better and you end up making more money <laughs> it's, it's so it's, interesting the amount of like variation of trust this, me like, it, it's things like that but that's what makes this series it's just 
makes the whole series. It's really weird and it's really random, but the random works so well. Like I feel like I'm talking about Zero a lot, but that's just because also I like I've been watching clips of it again. Yeah, <laughs> and it's just like watching Kiryu play with these. Um, they're called pocket circuit racers. They're like little cars that were really popular <laughs> in Japan uh, okay. way back in the eighties. <laughs> and it's like the one cutscene that sticks in my mind is like if your car loses, you just get this cutscene of Kiryu. It's like full of fully grown man right yeah racing against children defeated beyond all like the look on his face is just utter like shame <laughs> he's so disappointed he lost but you're also like dude you're racing against kids this is a kid's hobby <laughs> it means a lot to kill you apparently well that's what's even funny it's like it's literally like i think the kids in that uh in that mini game and that side quest series they're probably like 10 <laughs> and in yeah. that game i think kiryu is like 27 <laughs> 20, wow, okay. he's like 20 something in his like late 20s i think mid to late 20s <laughs> and he's like he's getting losing to kids and it's the most depressed look <laughs> but it's hilarious that's true i think there's like so much untapped meme potential with you oh there is like you've there got is. like the back of midai memes and, and that's not even that great <laughs> i mean it's great like it just it's one of those memes that last year was just there and you're like, okay, cool. Yeah, I mean, That's like, me. I get it. Baka Mitaya, but like, seriously, yeah. you could have taken any of the other karaoke and it would have been, yeah. I think Majima singing that fucking idol song would have been funny. Yeah. That's There's so much good stuff there, man. I mean, like, I, do, I need to pick it up for sure. Like, Honestly, I'll say it to myself every single year. I, I will one day. I could sell this game I could talk about this franchise <laughs> forever. But it all comes down to just play it. Play it and you'll yeah. understand yourself. Like, and if you don't get it, you're dead inside. That's all I'm saying. <laughs> right? There's there, I don't I don't understand if when people can't get into it. It's so good and it's so funny mm. at times. I just if you can't get into it, you you've got no soul. I'm gonna die on that hill. You've got no soul. You need to seek some sort of help because you're missing out on something really good. Sega, hire this man. He will do wonders for your marketing. <laughs> Nathan says, buy it or you have no soul. <laughs> Laugh. <laughs> Honestly, if Sega want to come and be like, yo, we need you to advertise for Yakuza, I would be on that. You could be the uh, second um, Segata Sanshiro. Oh my God. But just for Yakuza. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I'd love to see that. I, I think mean, this needs to happen. I'm pretty sure there is a second <laughs> Sanchiro. I think it was like his son. Oh, who's yeah, who's Sagata Sanchiro's son? I don't know who if it's it? his actual son or like an actor who played his son, but like I think they got someone who to take over like recently, like last year or something, or the year before. Really? I remember telling you about it. Yeah. really weird okay i need to I need to see more of sagato sanjiro either way <laughs> yeah i mean what was the last time we saw him when i sent you those <laughs> those videos where oh, he was a motorbike so... advertising uh what was it ufo the the noodles the yeah noodle. the ufo noodles. by the way i've had those pretty good is it yeah okay the ufo like the yakisoba one pretty good 
on a divergent <laughs> topic. <laughs> well, there we go. <laughs> that's what I like to hear. Just random food talk in the uh, <laughs> middle of a game thing. But it's, yeah, that's it. Noodles, UFO noodles. I'll go out and find Well, I mean, now. it kind of relates, you know. There's the oh, no. UFO catchers in Yakuza and you can eat noodles. You can eat yakisoba in <laughs> games. It all ties back somehow. Yeah. Happy. <laughs> anyway, moving on. What is nice. your number two? Cool. So my number two, uh, for me, I only picked up this franchise. I was it's in 2013, which seems like, oh, it's only yesterday. It's actually like seven, eight years ago. <laughs> but um yeah, uh, Fire Emblem is my number two. No, I'm not surprised. <laughs> I'm not surprised. <laughs> I think like it's one of those ones that I uh, I found my love for Fire Emblem uh, when I picked up Awakening. Like, oh uh, and like it's, it's one of those ones. I think I just downloaded a demo off the eShop one day, and I was like, oh, I'll give this a play. I know, like like everyone that knows a Fire Emblem in the West, it's like Smash oh, Bros. it's Smash. <laughs> like you play <laughs> Smash, you know Marth and Roy, you know Ike. And then I was like, okay, cool. I'll give this a shot. I've seen these characters in my favorite fighting game. Uh, so I'll um, spoil that. <laughs> uh, <laughs> uh, and then um, I was like, okay, cool. I'll give this a give this a shot. And uh, I absolutely loved it. The demo was so good. Like, and then like playing it in like 3D mode on the 3DS, like like the first few stages. I was like, I'm going out to the shops right now to buy this game. <laughs> like, this is so I'm always obsessed with that game. Oh my god. Exactly. Like, hands down, I think, like, when people look at Fire Emblem like, and look back at Awakening, it is the game that saved the franchise. Oh yeah, it did. And, like, I don't, like, I don't know where it came from. It feels like the game just came out of nowhere. But it just, like, it absolutely smashed it. And I've, like, you know me, like, with these Fire Emblem games, like I've put so many hours into it, and no more have I put the hours in than Awakening. Oh my it's god! It's just like, yeah. I think you've probably played Awakening as much as I've played Three Houses. Hmm. Yeah, for sure. You've put like hundreds of hours in Three Houses. Uh, I like, I checked the other day. Uh, I actually I've played it for approximately two hundred something hours. That's it. Like, okay. Look, the thing is with uh, Three Houses is that like uh, 200 hours considering you've completed all the paths as well yep like that's quite a fair like, that's fair like okay cool you've done all that i completed awakening in probably i'd say like 20 hours at the main story and if you know awakening there's not that much else to do yeah, on it once you complete really the story you, like you can play the dlc you can like go to the out realms or whatever but there's not much else other than that but somehow on maybe two save files, mm-hmm. I've done three hundred hours Jeez. on Awakening, <laughs> and I've just hours like this well. is like this is me like I think what I ended up doing on Awakening was uh, I completed the story mode and then I just wanted to like make my characters they best they the best they could be, so I started just grinding like all of my characters for no reason whatsoever just because i enjoyed the gameplay of it so much oh don't don't remind me i've I've still got ptsd from that i remember the first time i was like oh you you got fire emblem too yeah oh we should play against each other like i came over to your house i remember you beat me the one time you're like we can go again i'm like i'm not doing that 
No, thank you. <laughs> I was like, I've got weaker characters. You're like, nope, nope. I just, I remember being really proud. I was but, like, oh, I've got like characters at like a hundred, and you had characters almost at like two hundred. I was like, yeah, oh, pain and suffering. But like, yeah, Awakening was like phenomenal though. I absolutely love that game. Um, and then like from there, I was just like, well, I need more Fire Emblem games now. I played this one. <laughs> I need to play more of them and. I think that's where I realized that like I enjoy Fire Emblem as a casual fan more than like one that like an OG hardcore one because I've I've played the older games as well like a fair few of them mm-hmm. uh, and like I I probably can't get into the permadeath thing as much as most people like I know classic Fire Emblem fans like there's no oh. other way to play Fire Emblem I don't but like- for me like just jumping into the casual mode is like what i know and it's what i loved about awakening i don't know so, how people like, do it though you know like permadeath because mm. like awakening for example you get really attached to the characters especially because you can pair them up and they can have kids mm. so i don't know how you do it right where you care you learn to care you learn all these characters and their quirks and then you go yeah, when he dies in a fight, when they die in a fight, they just dead. That's it. Like I don't know how you do that. I guess yeah, that's why like, I've never done a nuzzle, man. <laughs> it's like he's dead. He's never coming back. And like you've like grinded him. You like yeah, exactly. Got, like like you've got all this like stats on him. I, I think like that's probably why I've never done a a nuzzle. Like for the same reason. Like mm. you learn to care for these things. I don't. I guess that's the point of a nuzzle yeah. to show how like cruel things like that are. But yeah, yeah i can't i just can't do it yeah i think for me as well i'm like i'm one of those guys that when i play a game i'm like a collector in it <laughs> like if i'm missing one thing i'm like that sucks why is that <laughs> why is this not a thing i want to collect everything in it and like for me like having a roster like roster characters and i'm like oh yeah this one he he's not here anymore because he's dead and i couldn't be bothered to carry on I'd be fuming. I can't do that. <laughs> I can't have a complete roster of characters in one dead guy. <laughs> it's like, um, but yeah, um, I love I love Awakening. Uh, I've started playing Path of Radiance on the GameCube recently. Which one's that? Well, that's that's a really good story in that one. I'd recommend it, even though it's permadeath. And every time one of my characters dies, I have to restart the level. Oh, that's but, long. Yeah, uh, it's like it gives that extra layer of strategy with it. Like, okay, cool. I know, like, if one of my characters dies, I'm like, okay, cool. I know where to put him now. I know I can just rewind oh, it. But yeah, you're yeah, right. It's like, long. Restarting it's not even the whole like level. three houses where you can actually just rewind it. It's restarting the whole fucking thing. Like modern Fire Emblem games do have that rewind feature. Um, <laughs> again, I hear classic Fire Emblem fans being like. Don't use rewind. It's a scrub move, but it's like <laughs> well, I can't help what I am. Okay, Even exactly. <laughs> I feel it, Nate. I feel. I feel that. I feel that. Um, but nah. Uh, Path of Radiance. Like I haven't completed it yet, but um, it's a really good game. I'd recommend it if anyone ever tries to pick it up, despite the price tag of it. <laughs> um, but uh, then like you haven't played Fates, have you? No. No, I, like that's the thing. Fates gets a lot of uh, a lot of hate, really, um, just because like some people don't think the stories as good, and then like obviously it's split into three games as well, so you don't really get the true ending unless you've completed like Revelations, which is DLC on top of that. 
Oh, like, so I think it's it's lot like, as a, as a gamer, you you do kind of feel cheated. Like, okay, cool, I have to go through all these hoops just to get a true ending of a game. Um, but I actually really enjoyed it. I really enjoyed Fates. It's um, like I've uh, I think I completed uh, what was it uh, Conquest and uh, Birthright ages ago, and I did start uh, Revelations. And then I've got halfway through Revelations and I just put it down just because I've been playing the game for so long. <laughs> Not 300 hours long, <laughs> mind you. So it's very hypocritical. <laughs> but um, Also, since then, I, you've also picked up two other Fire Emblem games. I have, yes. Also. <laughs> <laughs> and um, yeah, uh, for a fact, I, I didn't play it for ages and I actually completed Revelations last year. Okay. No. Was it last year? Yeah, it was last year. It was in 2020. Must have been because no one else had anything to do. <laughs> yeah exactly so i did that and no i rate it i really rate it as a title it's uh good it, i can understand why people can't get behind it it's a story thing as well some people have like can't get behind the story but no i really enjoyed fates that's a good one and three houses as well i think i'm glad uh how well it's do- how well it's done for a fire Emblem game it's like the most it's the best selling one so far yeah um and like i can totally get behind it. it is a brilliant game i loved it I haven't completed all the paths yet, but um, I don't, because I'm in the middle of uh, Blue Lions at the moment. Yes, 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 yes. Yeah, and I've heard that like I've heard, I've heard it's bleak. But then again, by the looks of all these different paths, <laughs> it's a bleak ending, whatever you choose. <laughs> so yeah, um, but yeah, Fire Emblem is just one of those games that I've just grown to love over the like last decade, and. Uh, yeah, I like my strategy RPGs anyway. And Hero, uh, Heroes is good as well. I don't know if you ever... Did you play Heroes at the start? Uh, I played it for a little bit. I I just don't like those kind of mobile games that are like really, really involved. Yeah. Mm, I get that, because uh, I think there probably is like an auto-function on there. I mean, but there like... probably is now, but I just... Yeah. A game like Fire Emblem is not something you should be playing with auto, though. You know, hundred percent, because that's an easy way to get your characters killed. Mm. It's just an easy way to lose. Yeah, hundred percent, I agree with you. Um, but yeah, Heroes is good as well. I quite enjoyed Heroes. I I pick it up every now and then. I don't think I'm like addicted to it as much as I am with other freemium games. Uh, I think I just like it for the character designs, like how they translated, like you know, the mm. proper designs to like these little chibi things. Yes, for sure. And even the like artwork on some of the characters as well. Um it looks it's absolutely fantastic some of the drawings there. And then you've like you've got your typical like gacha like oh you can get uh what was it? Um summertime like oh, uh, Frederick or something. I Whereas sh- literally just Frederick in a pair of swimming trunks yeah, riding Yeah, I know. I still get emails <laughs> from Nintendo like, "Oh, look at this." And I'm like, "I don't I don't care." <laughs> I just don't care. <laughs> Uh, yeah it's it's one of those ones and uh i think yeah i just love the franchise in general that's one of the ones that i just i mean like, i i would ask you oh what's your favorite but i mean i, I feel like awakening, it's pretty yeah. obvious yeah <laughs> i can't I, I can't say no to awakening it, man it's like, it didn't seem like something that needs to be asked it's yeah. quite clear quite yeah. clear which one <laughs> oh man i think like one day i'll probably actually go back to awakening and restart the story mode again oh, man. but 300 hours like... seems like more than enough <laughs> the, the, yeah don't push it further than that i feel like. 
Yeah. I mean, <laughs> the one thing about Fire Emblem as well is just like everyone gets salty about the Smash Bros. characters, isn't it? Like, the old Smash. Well, it's more it's more Smash Bros. fans getting angry that there's Fire Emblem characters in Look, that game. It's just because there's a lot of them, and <laughs> there, there there's not enough. There's a lot. There's of not them enough. And there mate. often isn't enough difference. But I will leave it at that. <laughs> That's a whole other yeah, discussion. That's, that's... Let's just not <laughs> let's just not do this. Yeah, that's not. Let's, let's just but... not do that. But no, yeah, number two on my list definitely. Okay, so here we go. The penult, like the ultimate, the number no. one. What is your number one game franchise <laughs> well, Nathan, of all time? It's funny you should say ultimate. <laughs> because I don't think anyone saw this coming from what I mentioned in Fire Emblem. Do you know what? I forgot you. I I don't know why I didn't think this was gonna be there, and I forgot you even mentioned <laughs> spoilers way before. I uh, didn't even plan yeah. that. That was I'm right for anyone who might listen, who found this for whatever reason. I genuinely did not set that up. That was pure accident, and I hate myself for it. <laughs> I hate it worked out that well. That's all I'm saying. Yes, Nathan. You well, you've set me up now, and of course, my number one game is Super Smash Bros. Like my like, it is just. I am not surprised. It is the ultimate, man. It's like <laughs> you look at the game right now at this time of recording. It's like Sephiroth is in the game. You've got like oh, what you Steve. mean the Sephiroth game? The, the, the Sephiroth why you, game. Why you play anyone? Just Sephiroth, right? yeah everyone's just like sephiroth now <laughs> long sword that's all you need that's the reach that's yeah, it man. but like if you look at the game now from where it came from on nintendo 64 four days it's like it's massive man this is like a such a great tribute to gaming in itself it's like you've got so many franchises in there you've got like solid snake fighting kirby You've got Steve from Minecraft, like Minecraft, <laughs> Minecraft fighting Fuck Link. Yeah, what happened to you there? Uh, that's this is the hype. This is the hype of Ultimate. That's what happens. Wow! It, like it changes your voice, but like it's so many different combinations on it. There's like there's Pokemon, there's Zelda, there's like Fire Emblem. <laughs> like there's so many like cool combinations, and it's an easy to pick up game. Like. Like, like just playing it you you know the buttons of it it gets a bit hectic at times when you depending on how you're playing it but like for casual players competitive players like there's something there for like almost everyone and like almost i just everyone. like almost everyone i'm not gonna say everyone <laughs> <laughs> but um like oh, i just like i cannot put into words how much i love this franchise i don't i don't think you ever would i don't think we ever have enough time in the world for you to describe your love your ever dying love for smash bros i actually don't know anyone who loves it more than you oh like it's it's my favorite game and like it's it's one of those games i could just pick up and just play against computers i'm not i'm not gonna like i do play online occasionally but like i'm i don't think i'm as good to play as online i'm not i'm not competitive player I'm like a mix. I'm I'd say I'd halfway between competitive and casual. Um yeah. I I'm not that good online. But uh like is I can just jump on it. I'd play against computers for like about 5 10 minutes and then I'll just switch the game off again. Like it's one of those ones I just pick up whenever. And like it's just all the tracks that are in it, the stages, like I mean 
I, I don't I don't think you can find a better crossover game in history at this point. There's so uh, many different things. I think Jump like. Force is good. Are <laughs> <laughs> so close to putting the Jump Games franchise on here, but I realize they're not really a franchise. It's just, it's just Jump <laughs> with like different things. Like that's a that's a conversation for another day. As well. oh, I, feel, I feel like I've. I've Along with myself, I've made so many people really mad just then. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, Especially because I never like actually so properly things. played Jump Force. <laughs> God. It exists. <laughs> it exists. Let's just leave it at that. <laughs> yeah, I think it's probably best. Uh, <laughs> um, but yeah, what I was like, every game has brought something different as well with it. It's, like, it's your standard, like, smash bros game you jump like four people <laughs> on the stage fighting against each other like nothing has changed there but like when you look at melee brawl smash four and alternate they all have like something different in them yeah and it's just like you gotta admire that like it, it, it it's one of those franchises that each game has their own personality and you're like okay cool like you can see what one everyone has their preference to that as well like, no, like, I don't think anyone can be like, oh, this Smash Bros. game is the best one ever. Because if you're competitive, you just go go to Melee. No, like, no buts about it. We're well, not um, allowed to do that anymore. No. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that's uh, not online anyway. You have to go to <laughs> tournaments. Well, you're not China. allowed to do that either. <laughs> no, <laughs> not because of COVID. Well, not just because of COVID. <laughs> Oh man! What well, one one day when it's all over, there'll be tournaments back. We well, hope so anyway that the tournament scene hasn't died for Smash. <laughs> well, it depends on how Nintendo feels. We'll see. Yeah, we'll see how uh, the community ends up after that. But um, what else is there to say about it? Like I'm, I, uh, I don't know, mate. Yeah. It's your undying love for Smash Bros. Don't ask me that. I'm speechless. That's how much it's like. I think I, my first game that I owned was Melee for, on the GameCube. I, I think, think that's most, like one of the reasons why I love the GameCube as well. Just like it has this one game, and it, okay, here's something that not many people know, uh, which I kind of like have. I think I've only told a couple people this, but um, I didn't actually know who Mario was before I played Smash Bros. Like, well, that's the end of that's... this episode. And the series <laughs> is, uh, as a whole, like, you... It's, it, it's like, I don't know what, how it happened, but I just didn't you... know who Mario was. I bought Smash Bros. And because... I, I knew you. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I bought, I bought Melee because uh, Pikachu was in it. And wow. I was like, oh, there's Pokemon in this fighting game. It looks quite cool. And then, like, like, then obviously I got to know Mario as well, like all these different things, Mario Luigi. Like, Dr. Mario was just a, like, a what the hell to me. I was, it was just literally, do- like, Mario in a doctor's that, outfit. And it, that has still. to be one of the hottest takes about gaming <laughs> I have ever heard. <laughs> it, I'm not even mad. I'm just speechless for one, mystified yeah. that I how I don't know. I don't, like My especially God, like this everybody. is the GameCube as well. So like Mario's been around for, everybody like, decades before this. 
one one probably one of the first games I ever played was Mario. Uh, yeah, and you you blow my mind. <laughs> I don't know, like I don't know how it like happened. Like sure, like maybe I'm like misremembering or something. But I feel like my first experience with Mario was uh, was just like playing Melee. I, I, I literally can't recall the moment where I was like, oh, I want to play this Mario game beforehand because I, either I showed no interest in it or like I just didn't know who he was. And it's, I feel like it's going to be the latter. I don't think you it was anything. have genuinely given that. me a headache with trying to think how <laughs> this was possible. I, 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 just, I mean, my head genuinely hurts. I have a 100% headache. From trying to figure this out, <laughs> fucking what the hell? How does that happen? I don't know, man. I don't know how it happened. Like, especially when you look at like me now, I'm like one of the biggest Nintendo fans. I know, but <laughs> oh my god, you didn't. That's so long. I like. I have distinct memories of playing like the Game Boy Mario a mm. lot when I was a kid. I have distinct memories of watching cousins play. Like on Super Nintendo, I think it was Super Mario World. Yeah, but like, I don't, <laughs> I don't know how you. I'm like, you do like even when I look back at like, because I had the Game Boy Color as well, and I had like, uh, like the original Game Boy. You knew, you knew Nintendo, and you didn't know their, their mascot. Yeah, that mascot. <laughs> I like. I'm dumbfounded. I genuinely am. I don't. How does some such a thing happen? <laughs> it's like I, I don't know how it happened. Like I think it's because like back then, I was like really into cartoons more than anything, and like the Pokemon. Uh, I'm trying to remember how I got into Pokemon. To be fair, I feel like I got into Pokemon probably the anime. partly through the partly through the show. And then partly through like the merchandise, weird weirdly. I think I had the game. I definitely had the games around all the same time. I didn't like choose like I didn't find it through the exact certain thing because Pokemon was in everyone's face as well. Yeah. There's no way you could get away with from Pokemon back in the nineties. Remember, it used to be in the um, Warner Brothers store, like, and it was big. Yeah, that was that was one of the things as well. The Warner Brothers store selling the toys there, like that was huge. Um, Pokemon's the reason I bought Smash Bros. And then there's all these different characters that I have no clue about, really. Uh, like obviously, I don't know Mario. Imagine like who the fuck are ice climbers? <laughs> I'm looking at like who, who's like I mean, we, like who's Ness? Look, right. When you say <laughs> who's Marth and Roy? <laughs> like literally, if I don't know Mario, I don't know half these people. Right. Some of these characters are more obscure. I get those. Yeah. Right. We didn't have Fire Emblem back then. We didn't have. Well, we probably did, but it was before our time. If it did, right. For mm. Ness and um, Earthbound, yeah, those I understand. Ice Climbers was before our time. <laughs> that I understand. But don't put Mario in the same category as them <laughs> just because you didn't know. Like, and that's what I'm, I'm like saying that like, don't blatantly like, lie to my how... face, Pepe, whilst you're slapping me. Okay, like, don't fucking don't attack me personally and then pretend nothing <laughs> happened. <laughs> Jesus, I mean, what the hell are you? Putting Mario in it, you you are you are making some hot takes right now, and I do not appreciate them. I think it's just like I don't know. I just don't think I was. I grew up with the whole Nintendo 
culture. I was more into my cartoons and stuff when I was a kid. Um, I like. I don't think, like, from my knowledge anyway, I don't think Mario was advertised on TV that much. Mm, not back um, in the nineties. No. Um, but then your parents, like, like you know, like. Mm. Did your parents play on a Game Boy or something? Well, like, you know, well like... that's the thing. As I said, um, I had a Game Boy, and but we only had like very basic games for it. Like we had like this one called like Crash Test Dummies. Uh, it was oh. a good game, to be fair. It was quite a fun one. Uh, oh, like Frogger, fun. those sort of ones. Our gaming history is uh, so different. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, like, and then like we got the PS One as well. So I had like Rayman on that. I had um, uh, what was it Simpsons Wrestling as well? That was a good one uh like but i never really had many obviously i wouldn't have any nintendo games on those uh like i had barely well, had any knowledge of nintendo a, 64 at that time in an alternate version of this universe you would have if, yeah i mean if sony and nintendo worked together god yeah imagine this <laughs> sony playstation sony Play- playstation that's out <laughs> nintendo playstation um but uh no but that, as i said though like Smash Bros is where I learned about all the gaming icons there. And then, like, obviously, then you go to Brawl, and then... <laughs> I knew about Sonic before it was in Brawl, by the way. This is one thing that I'm going to make clear. <laughs> but, like, by the time Brawl came out, I knew a lot more about games than I did when <laughs> I, I should hope so. <laughs> <laughs> I should hope so. It's like... I feel... <laughs> There's, a, like... like... Obviously, like, since Melee, I've, like, even just getting the trophies in melee like that that helped me so much like get into gaming in general because i'd be like you get all these trophies always hundreds and hundreds of trophies in melee and you look at like as a kid i'd be like i want to collect them all obviously because i'm a collector (laughs) and like just reading like about all these trophies like what games they're from like like all these random ones like doshing the giant as well like eggplant man from Mario Bros. I remember he was like one of my favorite trophies. Um, it's weird. It was, <laughs> I had a weird choice of uh, trophy uh, preferences, but um, there's so many like random bits that I absolutely loved in Smash Bros. Maybe I can't believe you. <laughs> I feel like anything that I say now is irredeemable for the Mario fact that I just. Look, I, I am listening. <laughs> I don't think I, I, can I just. Anything. I just can't get over it. I just can't. <laughs> I don't think I've ever met anyone like you. <laughs> me, me and Nathan are like, hey, let's start this YouTube channel where we're going to yeah. talk about gaming and stuff. Let's and see. I just dropped this in the first episode. I didn't know who Mario was by the time Melee came out. <laughs> you, you almost ended our friendship just then. <laughs> I, I have no excuses. That's like, that's all I can say. But I, yeah. I just didn't know who he was. You decided to tell me your deepest, darkest secret, and now I'm just, I can't see you in the same light anymore. I just, <laughs> this is this is the first and last, last cultured boys video on this channel. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, yeah, there's Green Mario as well. That's a thing. <laughs> I knew who Luigi was by the time that I. Learned who Mario was. <laughs> nah, I, I didn't know who Luigi was. That's a lot. <laughs> I didn't know who anyone was, man. I just, I just played this game. Um, on the, on, on the similar wavelength, though, um, I also got Mario Party at the same time as I got uh, Smash Bros. Melee. And I did enjoy Mario Party. That was really fun. I enjoyed Mario Party. Yeah, the sad thing is you're like, oh, these are the guys from Smash Bros. 
<laughs> I mean, you're not far off. <laughs> and then, like, everyone's like that with the Fire Emblem characters. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, this is the guys in Smash Bros. I was like that as a kid with Mario. <laughs> no, like, yeah, Smash you, you were people. like that with one of the most iconic gaming <laughs> characters. <laughs> game characters to ever exist. <laughs> you are just something else. <laughs> but yes anyway if, in a small recap of like my love for smash bros like, it's just like since melee it's just grown so much like with brawl having subspace emissary in there like smash 4 the hype behind that when they announced it e3 was just ridiculous uh, and then it carried on with ultimate as well like all the predictions i got super into like guessing what characters are going to be in the next games and stuff believe um, me i know that, yeah <laughs> nathan's been like listening to me for years saying oh who do you think it's gonna be in and nathan's like don't care <laughs> it's the game like nathan like you're a fan of smash bros anyway i, am. I don't think you'd say but you hate it it's, it's but... just i hate the conversation because it it would come up all the time every mm. few months or whatever like oh smash announcement and that's all it ever was and it was always the same predictions and it was the same conversation like i could <laughs> copy and paste them and put them together <laughs> Right. And it would basically be the same transcript. The same people saying the same things. And it was just like, I'm done. I'm done. I'm tired of it. Make new predictions or just don't. Like, just shut the fuck up. I don't care anymore. Like, just wait. Okay. I'm done. I don't care. God. And I'm still like that. It hasn't happened for a while, but I still don't care. I don't want to hear it. But Nathan, once you get into the lore of Smash speculation, you look into like, oh, this company like may or may not have these chances reduced or heightened because the last announcement is like people are like, oh yeah, Sora's gonna be in Smash. He clearly wasn't. I don't <laughs> think he will be. If he's if he is now, in like the next three character things, I'll like, I'll eat a hat, not my hat. I'll eat a hat. But uh, <laughs> well, we're gonna like, have to find some dingy hat off the street. <laughs> I'll find some hat. Believe me, I'll uh, send me a hat in the post and I'll eat it. Um, <laughs> I better pay but like, this guy for his hat. Yeah, since Sephiroth has come out, like, there's chances of like Sora, Gino, like they've dipped, and then that's that's for me like what keeps me into the Smash Smash speculation loop. That everything can change and all that sort of thing. But I can understand though. I do completely get your point. That like it's just speculation. You don't you like it's you don't know what's going to happen until it's released. So is there much point in talking about it? Look but, again. It's it's just mainly that it's the again. It's the same conversation. Yeah. Someone always ends up saying Crash Bandicoot. <laughs> I'll probably always, <laughs> as a joke, be like Master Chief or Marcus Phoenix, just because it's funny. <laughs> and then X Y Z, this character, that character. It's always the same guesses. <laughs> One day Phoenix Wright will be in Smash. That's my top pick. <laughs> but this is not a smash speculation video <laughs> and I don't think as much as i could easily change it into one i don't think i want it to ever be that might be a solo episode where i decide i just i'm not there for recording that week i did i disappeared i couldn't make it surprisingly <laughs> oh my god i couldn't make it whoops but yeah, that uh, that pretty much summarizes my love for Smash. It's like so, like everything's in there. Everyone is here. It's just like don't ask me for anything. <laughs> don't ask. For, like praise to Sakurai. Sakurai is like a legend. Like for doing all this, he's tired, man. Give the man a rest. But like <laughs> you yeah. say that, and there's still three more characters. 
and there's still three more characters like he's done so much man i, I mean like nintendo the ones that are like yeah keep pushing dlc we need more money <laughs> but like sakurai's just like yeah go on then have your steve have your sephiroths <laughs> but, but no that's uh my number one pick for game franchise is smash not surprised at, at yeah. all <laughs> so nathan what's your number one then well much like yourself mentioned it before spoiler alert, persona i absolutely love persona but like i said before mm. when i was talking about yakuza nowadays i feel like i could interchange those two are definitely like top tier for me they would yeah. definitely be in like the one in two slot but sometimes they change depends on what i've played most recently i guess but Ever since buying Persona 4 Golden on the PS Vita, I have not once stopped looking at more Persona stuff and being <laughs> enticed. Like, I genuinely fell in love with Persona 4 Golden. I think I finished it about 12 times. Mm. And that's just Persona 4 Golden, right? I finished Persona 5 uh I think one and three quarters times. I've almost finished yeah. it a second time, but then Christmas came along and someone got me Persona 5 Royal for Christmas. So, mm. working on that. Uh, I pre ordered Persona 5 Strikers yesterday. That's ah, coming. I need to get on that. That's a, that's a good point. I need to get that. I've already pre ordered it. Did that yesterday. Yeah. Uh, there's footage been coming out for it as well don't need to watch it i know i'm just gonna enjoy playing it anyway yeah but uh well i've, I've also finished probably the worst version of persona 3 <laughs> i finished that two or three times it was the portable version where basically everything was a flat image it was basically a point and click <laughs> it was what, what, what console was that on the psp yeah psp it was yeah. the worst version i could have completed but i bought yeah. it because it was cheap i think it was like five quid one time yeah so i bought it downloaded it finished it but yeah it's that's not a great version <laughs> um, but i love the characters from it that's the thing with persona is because the game mostly is you learning about your surroundings and hanging out with people and making uh, connections with these people, like you end up just loving characters. Mm. And I mean, it's it's huge on the uh, character development with those exactly. things. Like, like the stories in the Persona games are just so, and they like, touch on brilliant. things that like you normally wouldn't think they would. You know, like mm. in Persona Four, like there's like characters like kanji who are like struggling with essentially like home life and toxic masculinity way before and like mm. sexuality and then you've got like characters like risei who are like struggling with fame at a young age and identity you know like and then you've got like persona 5 for example like you've got things like Arn being like essentially molested there's things like it touches on things that you just you wouldn't expect and it yeah. puts everything in a light and you learn to you almost learn empathy do you know what i mean like it's weird mm. to say like you as humans we should know these things but it's not always obvious mm. and like you 
you almost learn to be a better person if you really pay attention to some of these stories. For sure, yeah. Like, I think I've only really completed Persona 4, and like, so I can only speak partly on some of these bits. But like, I, I, I agree with you. Like, The story in that game is like so good. I've, played, I've only completed it once. But like, there's so many like different topics it touches on, and like the gameplay is fantastic as well. I absolutely love the, I, I love turn-based like, RPGs yeah, in general. Like, they're great as well, like yeah. turn-based RPGs, dungeon crawlers. But mm. it really is the characters and the interactions between characters that really make it. I know a lot of people probably don't care so much for the like in-between parts of dungeons and whatever you know when you're mm. hanging out with people. But like honestly, that's the best part. Like the amount of times you and I have spoken about Persona 4 Golden, and I don't think mm. I know a single person who played Persona 4 or Golden and doesn't come out loving Nanako. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, it's true. Yeah. That's a, that's a fake, that's a little, like a virtual little girl that everyone comes out going, Nanako's my cousin and I will kill for her. <laughs> Do you know um, what I mean? Like, anytime it's like, oh, she's in trouble there was no point in that game if anything that someone hinted like nanako's in trouble that i didn't go i need to save her yeah i i will go to the ends of the earth for this virtual little girl it's so it's so good like the whole journey you go on with that game because i obviously you start off just going into the town like not knowing exactly you're in this remote town and you're staying at your estranged uncle's house that you've like not seen for ages and there's this little girl that is your cousin and you've never met her before and all this shit goes down you make all these friends that have their own issues but it all ties to them becoming stronger people and you just yeah. care about everything like it's so it's so well done how like the the bonds you make with your friends in that game also affect in the actual gameplay itself exactly and because you get like, new skills so many layers to it yeah like it's so good they get new abilities if you max out your your rankings with these uh connections like your main party their personas evolve like hmm. there's benefits to hanging out with other people in the game like to do that real life stuff but it seriously is just a game franchise hasn't made me think about other people's struggles and like i mean the overall arcing thing is i guess like again as humans we should probably already be able to just empathize and it's probably something we should do more often but like Mm -hmm. you know it's just something you probably don't actively do and personas personas like the only game franchise that's ever made me take a look at myself and been like I could be better. Like it really, it really hit home. Like this mm. franchise, and it always, there's always something. Every every time I play one, that makes me think. Plus, you know, there's the other thing. It's it's pretty much also kind of like a waifu simulator. <laughs> like, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, like I, I've played like 300 hours of Fire Emblem Awakening. Right, it's the like basically waifu simulator plus some uh, like strategic rpg rpg <laughs> strategic rpg in it but and yeah like yeah persona's the same with that and it is great though i think it still it adds a layer to the game like you've got like the brilliant storytelling there and you've got like the whole like gaining 
gaining bonds, like making all these friendships and that, and like relationships. And it's it's just fun. That's the thing about it. It's a fun story. It's, it is. And uh, also, I don't know any other game that makes you sort of be like want to live real life in a game. Yeah. Do you know what I mean? Like, you you typically are a a school student, so you're like you have to go to school. You have to answer questions. You have to take tests. But then it's like. Oh, any other game where I'm so willing to live the old life. I hated school. <laughs> but <Yeah. laughs> I'll play Persona and be like, yeah, I've got to go to school so I can uh, do, uh, so I could raise my rank with my mate over there. <laughs> yeah. Oh, that's a whole different thing. <laughs> I get to use team attacks if I know him enough. <laughs> oh, if I go to school and answer the question right, my knowledge goes up and then I can talk to that girl over there. <laughs> Do you know what I mean? Like, I don't, I don't know what it is, but that game is something special. Those games mm. make make you think and realize there's some dark shit that people yeah. don't talk about. It just makes you care. It just makes you care, mm. man. I, like you do realize as well that like it it speaks to a lot. Like when you the whole stuff with the shadows is just it's so well done when you look at it. Like. Because it kind of just shows that there's stuff that people are burying inside themselves, exactly. stuff they want to hide, and it's like kind of like not to get too like philosophical with it or whatever, but I it feel just like shows no like way. society in itself what it's like, and like people have like always have the like they have that outer shell where they want yeah. to impress someone or well, whatever I mean, or they, they want to have this perfect image of themselves. That's the concept of the personas themselves, isn't it? It's you, yeah, often breaking away from that mask you've been wearing that persona mm. that you've been portraying to the outside world and that's how these main characters gain their abilities is that they've mm. taken away the facade and realized their true self yeah it's it's so well done man i like I, I need to complete some more games of it like i've only as i said to you i've only done four and a bit of five like you said, um, like in terms of free, I know you said that you done the worst version of it, like the point and click stuff. Like, have you like have you ever tried doing one or two or anything like that as well? Because I don't um, know very little knowledge of them. I haven't, but through research, um, I think people like us who've got in real late to these like more mm. modern ones, I think it's a bit harder to go back because there's a lot of quality yeah. of life stuff again. For sure. Um, but. Apparently the story is just as good, um, but two. I think Persona Two's got like two or three different versions or something. Yeah, because I think the main one you follow one character, and then the second one is either one of those kind of like happens at the same time, but it's following someone else, or it's like right after or something like that. Mm. So I know Persona Two has a couple of versions, but yeah, I don't, I, <laughs> I don't know what else to say. Persona's just one of those like. Get over the visual novel and just play it. Yeah. They are I think that's, incredibly rewarding in the end. I think that's that's like one thing I can imagine like to the average gamer. Like it like looking at the story for these games and you think, oh yeah, it's probably gonna take like around I'm right in saying there's probably about eighty hours to complete a like standard persona game, right? Um, like, I just think it depends the story on the like one. that's bare bones. I, th- I think it depends on the one. Like Persona Four Golden, if you don't go for the, uh, what's it? The 
true ending. I think we could probably finish in about 40. Yeah, okay. I, I, just, might, I, might have, I just really spent a lot of time grinding by the sounds I, of it. I think, <laughs> I think even at the low end, without some grinding, I think yeah. you could probably finish it in maybe like uh, closer to 30 hours. No true yeah. ending on Persona 4 Golden. Yeah. Okay, I, I just clear. I don't know how I managed it, but I must have. Like, I did like eighty hours in Persona Four Golden, like getting to the true ending. But I feel like it was grinding and just. It like, probably was grinding stuff. To be like, honest, replaying dungeons. Um, most likely was. But uh, yeah, must have been. <laughs> well, not that, or I just left the game on like randomly and just like. Do you know what? Running. I don't I think, think I would have done. I think that's why nowadays um, I can't use my game time as reliably because i have been doing that yeah i used to make it a point to not leave the game on because i wanted to know how long i've been playing hmm. but like that's why like when i was talking about fire em- uh fire emblem three houses i said around 200 ish hours because i think yeah. about there's probably a good 10 hours where i just sort of left my tv and game on <laughs> <laughs> yeah it's the okay. same with like persona 5 or F- 5 royal like there's a lot of times where i just sort of left the game on so there's probably a good 10 hours plus mm. where I'm like, uh, that I wasn't doing anything. Yeah, it's a give or take. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But um, no, no I, can, I completely agree. I think like that number one spot is deserved for that franchise. Like, there's, oh, for yeah. sure, for sure. Like, I don't know many other games or media in general. At least this is me personally. Mm. I do typically play more games than anything else. Like any other media form, I don't mm. intake as much as games. But rarely have I seen some sort of media franchise that has characters written that well. Hmm. And sure. I, I'm not a writer, but you know, I've I've played a lot of games. I've watched a lot of films and TV and stuff, and like, it can be quite hard to find like something like that where you generally do care about almost everyone. For sure, yeah. I think there's like I think that's the thing. There's so many different characters in those games as well. Like the games, like they have like their own personalities and stuff as well. Like all their personalities aren't. There's not any two characters you think, oh, they're pretty much alike. Really, there's nothing like separating them. Like they're all so unique in that. Like exactly. And like if you don't care for a person in like a character, it's probably because they're well written to perfectly annoy you. (laughs) Like um. In Persona 4 Golden, there's that, you know, that weird kid, the gamer kid, the um, Okubo. Oh, yeah, I remember. Incredibly dislikable. <laughs> Hate that guy. But he's also <laughs> written so. that way. He's written exactly like that. And, like, I that's what I'm saying. Like, if you hate someone, it's probably because they're written to be hated. And it's really mm. good. Well, that's the thing like that that's like the that's an example of just like perfect like villain writing or like just like if you just look at any character i like i mean the character of adachi to me i absolutely love adachi in number four like i think he's like uh, he's like one of those uh, like characters like he's like yeah he's, he's there that was also really really well written mm. i don't want to like, do spoilers I, or anything the game's been out for a while so i feel like we could get yeah. away with it but like you know like but yeah i, I wouldn't say too much about it like if anyone did did want to jump into it, but like, I man, I just love Adachi. He's like one of those characters. That I'm just like, <laughs> <laughs> He's so chill, and then suddenly it's like that bang. <laughs> but I mean, like, like yeah, I, I I could 
again, it's one of those. I could probably talk about Persona for quite a while, but after a while, you you tend to end up getting into spoiler territory because Persona then gets very specific to characters and mm. storylines, and it gets hard to talk about unless you have people who have also finished it like you. Yeah, <laughs> like I can't talk Persona yeah. Five, but you haven't you haven't finished it, so there's like I need like, to get. It. I'm halfway through it. I'm halfway through it. I'm almost there. I think I'd probably I just haven't picked it up you. in a year. <laughs> the thing is. I think I passed you on Persona 5 Royal. Yeah. Oh, you probably have. And my fair. second playthrough of Persona 5, I definitely passed you. I think I passed you on two separate Persona 5s. <laughs> <laughs> but like, I think I have this thing, though, with uh, the Persona games, where I'll get to a certain point in them, and I'll just, like... It's nothing against the gameplay, whatever. The gameplay and the like, story is fantastic. But, like, I think I get to a certain point, and I'm like, okay, cool, I'll put it down, and I'll play something else, because I've been playing so much of it. But uh, and then I'll pick it up like a year later and then finish it. That's the thing with it. Like that's <sighs> what I did with Persona Four. I gave it the like biggest break. And I jumped into it and loved it. I feel like that's that's like the worst way to do it though, because like you know, like it's all the incon- interconnected stories and things, and like if you leave mm. it that long, you forget things and probably not great. Yeah, to for do sure. It like like there are certain bits. I, I like guarantee this. That there's some bits in Persona Five I probably would have forgotten. But um, like I, I just like jump into it. And I've I've told you this before, but um, like I've personally find that uh, playing a turn-based RPG where you will occasionally have to grind quite a bit, like I find it playing on a console for me is like it's really hard because obviously you're just dedicating all your time to grinding and watching yeah. this massive like thing on your TV. Uh, and then, like, for a handheld, though, which I played Persona 4 Golden on, like, I just absolutely, like, I could put something on the background, I could just play this game, and, like, I'll just grind, and then when it gets to major story points, I'll pause the TV, and I'll start, like, paying full attention to this bit. Like, I, like, I think that's the only thing holding me back from Persona 5, and it's such a silly reason. But, like, I, I mean, just, it like, is, for me, 10-based RPG is just best on a handheld. Personal preference is personal preference, isn't it? Mm. Also, people nowadays, got to know, they they lucky. Right? Because we had, we only had Persona 4 Golden on PS Vita back mm. then. Now it's on PC. And I'm like, is, there is, yeah. you've got no excuse for not playing it now. Like, you can't even say, oh, I didn't have that console. It's on PC now. Yeah. <laughs> I, I can't imagine it's that demanding. It, I remember I remember having the PS Vita and uh, I think I had like one game for it and it was Blaz Blue. <laughs> <laughs> and like uh, because you know what the P- PS Vita was yeah. like as well, it had the tiniest memory cards. Oh god. And I was like, so I can't use this console. Like, I've already got like one game that can fit on it. I got my I got an extra I got a bigger memory card. And then I'm like, what other games can I get on this thing? And then someone just told me, I think it probably was you. It was like, it oh just get was. Persona on it. Because I, I think like, I was playing it at the time. Because yeah. I, I watched a bunch of YouTube videos and reviews because I was looking for something to play on my Vita as well. And I mm. kept seeing this thing. like People kept talking about this Persona thing and I was like, but what is it? Like, Is it any good? And then I went and watched a bunch of reviews and stuff and I was like, okay, I'll give that a go. I'll buy that. Lo and behold, mm. it's now my favourite franchise of all time. Yeah, that's it, isn't it? It's, just like this, uh, it's interesting how people just find games in general though, like... Like just even if it's word of mouth or like reviews or like <laughs> oh, even yeah. just like seeing a shop and be like oh yeah that sounds cool, like it's it's cool man like I, I I'm glad that like I've been introduced to the Persona franchise 
Like eventually, I will. I'm definitely getting strikers. 100, percent I'll get that. Oh, dude! And it's on that, Switch as well, so I can play cool. it handheld. Even though it's a Warriors game, pretty much. Oh, but it looks so cool. Like I've I've only seen like screen grabs and things, mm. but it, it looks like it's ramping up to be really cool. Like the um, I think they've worked really hard the uh, the Dynasty Warriors guys mm. to um, Koei Tecmo to like revamp their engine, I guess, because like um. Age of Calamity, which I haven't bought yet. Uh, mm. It's got like you you can do air attacks and stuff like, and you can like float and stuff. And I think they've tried to do something similar because I saw a screen grab of like Joker like doing that, you know, like a flip upside down like spin shot. Yeah, I saw a screen grab of that, and I'm like, that looks fucking cool. <laughs> <laughs> or like, I think I saw one of him doing that, but he was using like agar or something, you know, like yeah. And I'm like, I'm totally down for this. This looks really cool. <laughs> like I remember seeing the trailer of it. It looked fantastic. Um, do you like? I don't know if you have like a Japanese account on the Switch or anything. Did you ever download a demo of it? I have a Japanese account. I don't think I did. Yeah, I, I, I downloaded a demo of it, but like obviously with Persona, it's one of those games that is very dialogue heavy. Yeah, I think and, that's why I didn't because I was like, I yeah. can't. I can't understand Japanese. Yeah, I think it was one of those ones. I'm I'm often like, when it comes to Japanese games, if I can mainly get the whole, like, idea of the game across, I can probably just play it. Like, I've got like a few jump games that are not available in the West, and I've just like played them, and like, I didn't understand the story at all. I mean, I, I but would, it's just all about the gameplay, and I've got. I would probably it, struggle but... less now because I can read a little bit of Japanese, but yeah. I'd probably still need a Google Translate or something type in the yeah. word. Because even if I can read the word, I have no idea what it means. Yeah. <laughs> I think like with those with Persona though, you can't you can't just pick up and play that sort of thing. No, like, you, without knowing what like you need to know what's going on in the story the, there. To that's the, what's so impactful. To the people who are like super into the franchise and like will import it even if they don't know Japanese, like my hat's off to them. Like, mm. honestly. I'm sure there are people like that that are just like I need it now, and they'll play it through, and they'll they'll end up learning what everything means, or at least what it does, because they're just like hitting buttons. Hmm. But dude, that is dedication I don't have. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's the thing as well. We'll soon enough we'll have uh, strikers in our hands, and uh, like hats off to the translation team as well for that because they um. What was it? It's all voice acted in uh, English as well, isn't it? Is it? Oh, cool. cool yeah, cool, I, cool, I cool. believe it is anyway. Uh, like, so it's all uh, like all English V8 there, which is great. And uh, yeah, I just literally can't wait to play that and eventually put a complete Persona 5 when I get <laughs> back into it again. Well, the sad thing is going to be you're going to finish a spin-off game before you finish the main game. <laughs> yeah, probably. There's probably going to be spoilers in it as well. <laughs> there probably will but, be. I mean, I'm just going to have to jump into it because I've been looking forward to this game for a while. So, What, we've been waiting like a year for this? Two years? I think so, yeah. It came, like, I think it came out halfway through no, last two year years, in it? Japan. We've been waiting two years because we, we saw it at E3 yeah. like a couple of years back. Really? Wow. Yeah, because I, I remember being ago. like super hyped for it. It was, yeah. I couldn't remember if it was like randomly dropped in a Nintendo Direct or whatever. That's another thing as well. It's It's... It might, is it on I Nintendo mean, and PlayStation, or is it just Nintendo? Uh, Switch and PS4, I believe. Switch and PS4, okay, yeah, makes sense. 
Yeah. But I'm obviously getting the Switch version. I I typically play all of my uh Warriors games on there nowadays. Yeah, same here. I can't remember the last time I bought a uh Warriors game on the PS4. I don't but... think I ever have. Um I remember I had uh what was the last one? I probably had Pirate Warriors 3. I had Pirate Warriors 3 on Steam. <laughs> Did you? Yeah. Okay. Fair I had it on PC because <laughs> it was cheap. It was it was in a Steam sale one time. I think yeah. I bought it for like 10 quid or something. Yeah, I think yeah, like Fire Emblem Warriors, I got that on Switch because obviously Same. it's a Switch exclusive. Uh, Hyrule um, Warriors, I played on 3DS. Probably not the best place. God, yeah. Well, did you? What was that? The first one you had on the 3DS for Hyrule Warriors? Yeah. Wow, man. Okay. That is yeah. It's like definitely not the best place to pick it up. <laughs> well, that's because I had it on the Wii U. Yeah, Wii U was, one was good. I enjoyed at the Wii time, U. it was on Wii U, and like that was expensive. <laughs> it was, yeah. I think. Oh, no, I didn't get a special edition. I got the special edition of the 3DS one. Um, uh, not the Wii U one. I wanted the Scarf. The Wii U one came in for Link Scarf. <laughs> you just wanted the Scarf. <laughs> but yeah, back to Persona. Uh, like, it's going to be good. I can understand why it's the number one. And yeah. yeah. That's great. I think we covered off uh, quite a lot there, man. We did. And uh, I think that's it. We hope you enjoyed. Anyone who found this and listened to it. Thanks for listening if you did. And uh, that's it for me. Nice one. See you guys. Bye.